The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown and Wood Buick GMC Truck. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in Eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the Convention Center or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in, everyone, to a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on... 1250 930. You can find us online, pr927fm.com. And in moments, we'll be up on Facebook Live and on YouTube. So you can watch the show and chime in. Really enjoyed the interaction with Pirate Nation on Thursday before the game on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and after the game on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call in show. So you can chime in with your thoughts today uh, on Twitter and once we get going on Facebook Live. Coming up on today's program, we'll have our normal. NFL Friday talk with Tony Dunn coming up a little bit later on this hour. We'll have our NFL division picks and boy, next week we'll be picking games as uh, week one begins on Thursday night with the Cowboys and the Bucks. You can hear it right here on Pirate Radio. We'll talk some NFL in hour one. We'll talk to a former Pirate in hour two. Dakota Marshall will join us on the Fixed NC Live line. Give us thoughts on what happened last night in Charlotte and we'll uh, talk about what Dakota's up to these days at around 440 Greeny, Mark Greenheld from the Golf Shop Radio Show will join us. His Clemson Tigers have a big one coming up on Saturday night against the Georgia Bulldogs. We'll talk about that and what's going on in the world of golf. At 5 o'clock, another ECU DB uh, from years past will join us. Kevin Monroe was on the call with The Voice last night. We'll get his take on App State's win over East Carolina. And also in the 5 o'clock hour, the big calls from the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. So we are stacked and packed and I am back in this chair. Feels like I never left because we were here about 11 hours ago, uh, or 13. I should do my math right. Uh, on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show, a long night. Troy D. After a pirate loss to Appalachian State to start the season. Clip, good to see you. Great job yesterday. You guys, uh, the entire team did good. So we'll talk about that coming up. I know we're uh, going to take a quick break, but uh, we'll get into it in detail. You look great, my friend by the way yeah i got a new uh hawaiian shirt in today so i'm feeling good here on a friday <laughs> what, what are we doing oh, i was going to take a break so we get everything all right let's reset. take a break let's do a reset we'll do a yeah. reset we'll come back we'll get on facebook live and on youtube and have a lot uh, more to say we talked about it a lot last night we got more to say about ecu appalachian state troy d alongside shirley rhodes and the big dog we'll be back on pirate radio live on a friday after this you're listening 
to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All right, back with you, getting you set for your sports weekend and recapping what went down last night in Charlotte, North Carolina, as the Pirates fell to Appalachian State 33-19. Shirley Rhodes is here, the big dog Glenn Griffin, Troy D. alongside. Uh, Real quick, uh, let's hit this out of the gate. Uh, We got a question on Facebook Live. Any word on Big 12 AAC realignment? Yeah, there is some word. Brett McMurphy three hours ago tweeting out that BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF could receive invitations from the Big 12 this month. BYU could join earlier than the others. All four could join before OU and Texas leave for the SEC. Boise, Memphis, SMU, and USF were also considered, according to Brett McMurphy. So we could talk about that or the game last night. Either way, it's bad news all around for East Carolina. Yeah, no doubt about it, Clip. Uh, it, that's not the news you want to hear if you're uh, in the American and you're not one of those teams. Yep. So it, it is not very positive. But I, you know, other than what's already been reported, I really don't know. You know, haven't heard anything from locally from any folks here about that. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're not getting an invite to the Big correct. Twelve, right? If that's what they're wondering, you know, yeah. what any word we have not, we don't have any other word than what's already out there. So that's a bit of a bummer. Let's talk about the game last night, uh, East Carolina and Appalachian State in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, and that was a dud from the Pirates last night in the season opener. Uh, just uh, we recapped it after the game, Troy D. haven't heard your thoughts yet, so I'll let you talk about it. You know, I mean, listen, uh, much like a lot of folks, is you know, disappointing start of the season. That's not what anybody, if you're a Pirate fan, wanted. And uh, I, I feel bad for these guys because I do know how hard they're working. I know that they're putting forth their maximum effort. And sometimes, you know what? You play someone that's better than you are. And I do think App State is a better football team. I'm not saying that we that the Pirates couldn't have beat them if we quit, you know, didn't make any mistakes and didn't have any bad ref calls. Uh, I think East Carolina is still capable of beating App State, but I think the majority of times we match up with a team like that, they're going to win. I mean, they're just a better. Yeah, I got to give a lot of credit to App State. They're they're a fundamentally good football team, and their quarterback looked great. I know that was a question mark going into the game, but. Even with the disappointment with the loss, there's still a few key plays away. You know, if they if that Hail Mary doesn't get called back, if Holton's big run doesn't get called back by kind of a BS hold call. I mean, those are the type of momentum plays that change the the course of a game. And unfortunately for East Carolina, we're not good enough at the at this point to be able to overcome sometimes a couple of those big time plays. Some teams can have stuff like that happen and you can overcome it. Our margin of difference in a game is so thin we can't afford a lot of bad things to happen if that makes any sense 
if we turn the ball over too many times, if we have too many bad ref calls against us, uh, that could be the difference in the game. And I'm not saying that was the difference in the game. I'm not saying that was the only factor. I do think we did get outplayed. App State ran for but, 226 yards. EC ran for 86. Yeah, that, that is a that's, that's my point. beat down in we the still trenches. Got, we still got outplayed. Yeah. There's no question about it. I think, though, when you get out, sometimes you can get outplayed and still win the game, is my point. Um, we have outplayed other teams in the past. Now, I'm talking about way in the past and, and lost games that we've outplayed. I think of the Liberty Bowls where the Pirates have played better but still found a way to lose. In this case, there's no question out, App State outplayed East Carolina, but it's game one. It's only one game. I also believe that, you know, let's get, let's catch your breath, let's give these guys a chance. Let's see what happens over the next few weeks. Let's let the season play out. I'm not also not willing to throw in the towel after week one, Clip. I'm not willing to say, oh, it's over. Forget it. You know, these guys can't. Hey, what if they can turn this thing around? What if they can have a 6-6 six and six season, which is what we've all said going into this thing would be tremendous as a, a turnaround. That is still possible. I'm just willing to give these guys time to fix the mistakes and to make the corrections and to see what happens going down the road. And, you know, if we're here at the end of the season and things are, if they're still playing the way they played last night, the record's not any better, that's a different conversation. But I feel it's too early for folks to throw the towel in, in my opinion. At least I'm not going to yet. I, I, I feel that these guys still have a chance to have a successful year. I put it out there in writing today on my Twitter and Facebook feed, and, and and I feel strongly about that. Hey, let's not write this team off just yet. And, and look, think who knows what could happen the rest of the year. This is not what I had expected. I did not think we'd be sitting here today talking about this type of loss. I really didn't. So I'm not good at making predictions on these things, but I am willing to give them time to see what plays out. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if they beat South Carolina next week. I mean, similar to ECU starting the season 0-1 with a loss to North Carolina A&T and then coming back the next week and beating North Carolina. I could see that happening yeah. in this scenario. I think they'll play much better, and I don't think the season is over. There's definitely some uh, winnable and, and wins on the schedule for East Carolina this year. You look at what South Florida did last night against NC State. They're still trying to find the end zone. Uh, Charleston Southern is a win. You've got a couple there, and uh, I think they'll be – in a lot of games this year so i'm certainly not riding it off but uh a bad start to the season for these pirates as they uh they lose to app state i mean there's a lot to work on and there's a lot of corrections that can be made and you know i always remember coaches saying you make the biggest improvement between game one and game two well i'm really curious to see now east carolina's got extra time to think about this they got they're going to have some time off this weekend they're going to be rested they come back next week you're playing at home uh yes it's south carolina but it's not the big bad south carolina when you know they were very competitive under Spurrier at times, but I, but you can't take them lightly. Even the the weakest SEC Look, team is still. You a don't battle. have to say that the rest of the year. We're no. Yeah, we can't take taking anyone lightly. Right. At but this I point. I really thought last night we would be closer to the how we played SMU versus how we played Georgia State last year. Unfortunately, last night it played out. We were closer to that Georgia State team. Yeah, right. and, and I was hoping that that wouldn't be the case. Now. They had showed a lot of improvement last year, which gives me hope they can continue to show improvement this year. We need to see that improvement starting next week. Yeah. I think, look, if the Pirates can bounce back and find a way to win against South Carolina, be victorious and go to one-on-one, that changes the whole dynamic for the season. Then everybody's – your attitude changes with that. 
Now, if they get throat stomped against the Gamecocks, and then I believe you got to go on the road to Marshall next. I don't have the schedule in front of me. Yep. Uh, it could be a long September, potentially, until you get to what's the last one in September? Charleston Southern. Charleston Southern. And then at that point, you know, we can't take them lightly. <laughs> but let's just take a deep breath, give the guys a chance to have a chance. Let's continue to support this team and these guys. And let's give them a chance to have a bounce back. And I just don't I don't feel all is lost after one game. Definitely and, not. And, and even if we had beaten App State and then came back and laid an egg against South Carolina, we talked about that scenario too. So season's gonna have a lot of ebbs and flows. This is definitely, you know, not the way I, I know the coaches and the players wanted to start. This is not the way the fans wanted to see us start. But let's see how they respond. I think that is what I'm going to be focused on this week. How does this team respond to adversity? This team, you know, can they get it together? They're capable. These guys are talented. I still believe that they could have a successful season. I am just, not, once again, not willing to throw in the towel on this season after one game. And um, I, I am disappointed. That it was at times tough to watch, but there are glimmers of hope, too. Yeah, and, and you know, positives, uh, the running backs catching the ball out of the backfield, Rajay Harris, Keaton Mitchell. That was I something mean, we didn't see a ton of last year that uh, was a very bright spot. Now, the downside of that is Tyler Sneed and C.J. Johnson were pretty much invisible last night. Yeah. Didn't see them at all. Uh, Mitchell's speed was incredible last night. Uh, one of the fastest guys on the field. I, I think they got to find a way to get him more, even more involved with that offense. I thought he did a great job. Uh, I thought DJ Force showed some of his speed in the backfield of uh, with his pursuit angles and the way he tracked some guys down on the opposite field of where he was. Uh, I, I saw some bright spots there. You know, uh, there is a lot. I'm sure they're breaking down the tape today, and there's a lot that corrections that these guys can make. Definitely. You know, and that, listen, there's a lot of criticism out there of these guys, but I'm just not, I'm not going to – I don't feel like it's my job to pile on to these guys. I, as I said, I kind of feel bad – for them i feel bad for the situation yeah. i just do I, and i mean i i and i can't take the emotion out of it for me I, I just you know being an alum being a supporter and and knowing these guys personally it maybe i can't look at it objectively i try and look at it objectively but that doesn't mean i have to pile on and criticize every little thing i'm just not i don't want to be that type of person um if if it's at the end of the season and it's zero and 12 then reality's striking you in the face. That's one thing. But we're not there yet. And I hope we don't get there. Uh, and I'm just not willing to say this team can't do it. I still think they can. And they've got to be given a chance and an opportunity, hopefully, to redeem themselves. And I think that opportunity comes up Saturday, next Saturday. Noon kickoff in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in South Carolina. We'll be, we'll, we will be with you at 8 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, and we'll have an afternoon edition of the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. I do want to compliment our staff here at Pirate Radio, people on air, off air. Uh, our crew did an amazing job. You guys were awesome yesterday. Uh, the amount of coverage we do and the quality of coverage, I mean, nobody comes close. There is no other radio station or media company on, on game day that does what we do that you know there's a lot of people that are, are wannabes and imitators but nobody can duplicate what pirate radio is or does and it's a credit to our folks here and you guys uh, incredible pregame show 
awesome post-game show. I thought Billy Weaver was a nice addition yeah, loved, with us this uh, year. You guys had good chemistry. Uh, and, and listen, I thought the fans that called in were good. You know, once again, I understand. That's why we have that show. So uh, the Pirate Nation can have a voice so they can be heard. You know, we get to talk all the time, Clip, and we reach a lot of people. But that post-game show gives an opportunity for everybody to be heard. Yeah. And that doesn't mean we agree with every single caller. But I like the, of course the, not. I like the point that we give you a platform to be able to be heard. And let me tell you something. That platform is getting bigger and bigger with broadcasting on YouTube, on Facebook, on social media, uh, on four radio stations, 2 a.m., 2 f.m., on our website, on the TuneIn app. You know, we're reaching tens of thousands. Our, our, our numbers were through the roof yesterday with our game day programming, both pregame and postgame. So I do appreciate everybody behind the scenes that works so hard because it does take a lot of work. I know it looks easy when you're just listening at home or in your car or watching, uh, but it's a tremendous effort by our folks here. And I do want to appreciate everybody that tuned in, whether it was for five minutes or for five hours. We appreciate it. And and thank you for supporting Pirate Radio. Yeah, I want to thank everybody that listened, that chimed in on social media, that called in. Uh, It was a lot of fun. And part of that is because of the... The listeners and the interaction uh, we have with you, the viewers, uh, on game day, both pregame and postgame. We'll hear the big calls coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, there was one call, and I, I feel bad. Maybe it's on me. I, I didn't understand the question being asked. And maybe I, maybe it was late. Maybe I need I a heard. fresh set of ears. And I want to play it again. Yeah, maybe, I, I heard it. I was well, Go ahead and play. And we'll I, maybe it. today I'll yeah. understand. If not, maybe you'll understand. Do you have it queued up? Yeah. yeah. Here's the, uh, the question. Robert is up next in Edenton. Hey, Robert. Hey, guys. Uh, RH, yeah, uh, just a couple quick thoughts. Um, obviously, going into the game, App State, I think we kind of – I don't think we underestimated them, but I think uh, I think they obviously played the way we thought they were going to. Um, question I've got for y'all, though, is, is kind of going back. We, we keep talking about the Skip Holtz era. Uh, and then kind of what, you know, Scotty Montgomery inherited and, and coach, coach Ruff. But the thing I see that's overlooked is the recruiting that John Thompson did, bringing in kind of the hype boom uh, and, and all that stuff going into where Skip jumped in. I mean, what are, your, what are your thoughts on that side in regards to what we need to do recruiting side? I don't understand your question. What well, is your... I, I don't think John Thompson has anything with recruiting now. He does not. Correct. What? However, I, I feel like we give we give the coach the previous coaches a lot of a lot of credit for the stuff that he kind of set up, and that that was kind of the point that I, I was making going into it. Um, with that. I'm still clueless, man. I, I'm sorry. I don't really understand what you're asking. Like, it's it, it, it's all right. Go pirate. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Robert. Hey, maybe that's me. Maybe that's on me. Uh, if anybody can explain it, I would love to try to answer it. But I don't. I have no clue what that was. All right. Lo- looking at it now, clip through a, a clear lens and a clear ears, and a day later, it was late. Let's say it was midnight. We were all like in the middle of, of game mode too, and kind of dealing with it. I would refer to that guy as a troll, and uh, I think he was just kind of trolling us a little bit, trolling you. When he said referred to John Thompson, the hike boom, that's an old reference to I a, remember that. A, yeah. a, a joke cartoon they used to put out with this uh, computer voice. I remember that. And it used to kind of troll John Thompson. 
So uh, the throwback, I didn't really get the connection. It wasn't that good of a troll, quite honestly, because it was too good. If I don't you have to explain it, joke. it's not funny. He What's, trolled himself. But I, I don't think he was trying to be – I don't think he was – I think he was trying to be half facetious, half funny, and half a troll. Are you we know? sure that his name was Robert and not Mark? Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Because he was very Mark Lindsay. I do think he was trying to be funny, and uh, it just didn't come across that so. way. It did not and, work and, well. You know, obviously, that's, that's you know, it, no one would be serious about. You know, What's like, worse, him asking that question legitimately, or him bombing on a joke that bad? Now I don't know which is the worse. bombing. Yeah, is that's worse. I think bombing is. I do think he, he was trying to be funny, bad. but it just did not. Yeah. come off that way he's got to work on his humor yeah and work. there are some calls that are funny like guys that have good senses of humor that I, wasn't one of them yeah I'd hey say. look make your most improvements week one to week two yeah, maybe I'd robert s- will say something that's a, funny next that's week. a huge turnout he you know don't criticize the team when your call's that bad i don't want to turn the fifth quarter into a takeoff but that's kind of what it is like and, and if you don't come correct with your take it's kind of like rome when he does the takeoff ah! <laughs> if you don't come correct yeah. you get x baby <laughs> But uh, he tried. He did try. I guess. I don't know if that was his best effort, but it was an effort. I, you know, looking back at the game, guys, I had a. We started so hot with that score, but then the mixed extra point. And I don't know about you guys. I wasn't with y'all. You know, I was watching it from home. I felt like, oh boy, that's a bad omen. That oh, it's a major the first deflation. extra point of the year. Yeah, yeah. It should be seven nothing. It's only six nothing. I was like, mm, this is not a good sign. I immediately felt bad like this but is I gotta, not good even then i thought the only problem would be the kicking like i thought we would be at the end of the game and need to kick to win and then it not happen yeah um i was kind of thrown back by the line play a little bit uh, yeah uh, they were dominated both sides yeah like we heard so much in the bigger. off season that they the lines have gotten better and we we have a we have a, a legitimate aac line now and uh do we I mean, it's a question. Yeah. I mean, app at least last night, there's no question they were bigger, stronger, and faster. And they pushed us around. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's just the – and look, unfortunately, we used to be way ahead of app. We talked about this last Those days week. days are long gone. They yeah. have now eclipsed us, and app is where ECU should be, honestly. They have people that didn't believe that. They have taken that. the type of players we used to get. They've taken our swagger. They've taken the success. They are. We we've been saying. I've been hearing it for years that they've been doing it behind the scenes. Now they're doing it on the you well, know, in your face. Donnie talked about it this week that those people up there have that chip that we used to have. Oh God, the chip! But Donnie talked that, about it. Donnie brought true. it up that Donnie is somebody that's been there it's on the true, other man. side that they 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 app, now have it and we don't. App is who East Carolina used to be in football, in my opinion. We'll where, see. Where, they play Miami next where, week, so we this will see. Chip and how do we find it? It's somewhere up in the mountains, I reckon. High above the mountain, <laughs> above the rest. Uh, the old chip. All right, well, we got to go uh, get to Tony Dunn, Troy D. Any final thoughts? <sighs> no, nah, just hang in there. You know, as don't don't give up on this team. As I said, let's give them a chance. It's a long – look, we got 11 more games. I left. do want to see them in front of a true home crowd and see how they respond to I that. I think they play better next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so too. I, I don't think it's – I don't think they're laying two eggs in a row. Yeah. home crowd they'll be up they'll want to prove oh, themselves yeah. you know i think you i think you get a good performance next week i agree and yeah. uh yeah so yeah yeah <laughs> yep i'm just yep oh I'm, just, I'm disappointed you know like most people are but i i do want to see them do better and i think they can and i, I want really better for can. us yeah i mean <laughs> you I know just, what it comes down to and our fans our fans that's what i mean it. by us it's like i a, want better for us it's been a tough six as a years, community you know yeah 
And I don't want to dissect to how we got here, but it's still we're still in a rebuild mode, unfortunately. Well, it does feel like, you know, I want to be in a success mode at a rebuild. Troy D, we'll uh, talk to you Monday. Sounds good. Thank all you, right. guys. Appreciate yeah, all y'all do. Enjoyed it. We'll uh, take a time out, come back when we return. Tony Dunn, CountyCatChronicles.com, joins us. Get his thoughts on the game. Also, talk some NFL. We got two former Pirates joining us on the show today. Dakota Marshall and Kevin Monroe. We'll talk to Dakota at 4 o'clock and KMO at 5 o'clock on today's program. So, a lot of Pirate football talk on the way. Some NFL talk when we return after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Need some beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Euro Pub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews. Along with wine and growlers, the Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries, along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you on a getaway Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're here with you uh all day on thursday on the pre-game and post-game and we'll be back with you next saturday 8 a.m on the bud light pre-game tailgate and after the game on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show pirates aside i am very excited about what is on the horizon because we got a full slate of college football tomorrow we got college football on tonight the nfl kicking off next thursday night with the bucks and cowboys and next friday on the show Tony Dunn and I will have our first Friday pickoff for NFL games. So, Tony Dunn uh, from CarolinaCatChronicles.com, it's uh, it's here, man. Unfortunately, it didn't go the way of the Pirates last night in week one. I had to get away, Clip. I had to get away. It was so bad for Tony. You had to leave town. Is that right? You had to – where are you? I, I'm in Virginia at the moment. But, um, no, it was uh, – the Pirates' offensive line is a problem, man. Uh, and that's what, that's really where the the crux of it is at this moment. Um, Holt Naylor's he, I, you know, I want to see him tuck it and run more decisively, particularly when you know nothing's there and it's already falling apart. You know, there was a couple of first downs that were uh, left on the field. Fortunately, they made up for it on fourth down often, but I almost felt like they should have been playing in four down territory kind of early instead of trying to go fourth and. 13 just think of it as a four and eight or something i mean a third and eight and then a third a four and four i'd like to see him run more decisively but you know uh the offensive lineman they were just getting to him relentlessly and i don't know if he's as pure of a passer that he's going to be able to handle it like that so uh you don't want to dump on your best player at, at the moment but it's going to be hard for him to improve as a passer when that offensive line looks that bad and boy, can we tackle, please? 
that was uh that was very spotty i'm really hoping that was a week one thing uh that will improve as the season goes along but uh, and especially early on and i guess throughout the game the tackling was an issue i, I agree with your Ayler's point too he was indecisive early taking off and running when he decided to go those few times tony it worked out for the pirates with first downs with him running over a safety uh so uh, yeah i'm with you there good call good call yeah i mean the ta- you know the defense wasn't awful but the problem is is that when they're on the field so much and it was just difficult you know you felt like you're playing from behind from the very beginning um, even though we went up six nothing, yeah. uh, then you're going to have to, you know, air the ball out some more. So I do think things will improve uh, as, going forward. I don't think that we should give up necessarily, but you were hoping we would be a little sharper out the gate. That's for sure. Tony Dunn joining us. We'll talk more pirate football at four o'clock with former ECU DB Dakota Marshall, uh, Kevin Monroe, also joining us on today's program and. I have some time to take your calls. If you didn't get in late last night, you can jump in and give us a call here, 317-1250. Tony, uh, let's talk Panthers, and then we'll dive into our division predictions for 2021. Carolina uh, ends the preseason in a uh, pretty big way. Sam Darnold, 19-25, two touchdowns. And Now, last week we talked about this, and you said if he plays awful – you know what? He's the starter week one, so deal with it. If he plays good, you're not going to re- over, overreact to that either. How about those numbers, though? 19-25, 162, two touchdowns. Uh, uh, are you any more excited about Sam Darnold as the Panthers quarterback? Yeah, I think there's a little bit more evidence that this is you know could posit- end up positively, right? So you don't want to put the cart before the horse, but – that is what you want to see, you know, a guy that was able to command the offense, march them down, score touchdown when necessary, ran one in. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, there was a, there's a lot of offensive talent on that team when you got Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and then we haven't seen Christian McCaffrey yet. So the, it was nice to see Darnold looking to form and what we kind of hope he can be. You know, now he's just going to have to go and do it against number one defenses in the league going forward. And again, much like the Pirates, I think the the story of success will continue to surround the Panthers' offensive line. Tony Dunn, County Cat Chronicles, joining us. Tony, uh, any uh, well, there is one elephant in the room. Let's go and get your uh, your Cam Newton take out of the way. Well, what's what's next for Cam? When and when does he land on the team? And and what team do you think it'll be? Yeah, I don't know. You know, at first I would think that there's a lot of teams that could benefit from having Cam Newton on the team. The question is, is do they want to bring in Cam and immediately abandon whoever they have? And Yeah, is Cam willing to go up to a place where he's going to be a backup? I think that answer seems like it's no, right? Yeah, well, I, I, don't, I don't think he is too big of a person or too – I don't think his ego will get in the way of that. But I think the problem is if you bring him into a place, um, is that how long could he really be the backup when he is the star and he's got that star power and the media is all over him? And then the first interception your guy throws, there or the offensive line looks bad, people will be clamoring for Kim. I could see him going to a team though where that suffers a quarterback injury. That's what I think. In the, yeah, early in the season, and you know they don't want to call it just yet. Maybe a team starts out, you know, uh, three and one, and something happens. The Colts are an interesting spot. 
Yeah. And I, I think really my money is kind of on Daniel Jones not doing well through week one through three. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, uh, Dave Gettleman reuniting with old Cam Newton and them uh, replacing Daniel Jones. I think that could happen. And your football team is another option as well. What about Haneke the hero? We already have a great backup, Tony. You know that. Those are your own words. He is a hero at the moment, but uh, <laughs> he could be a zero, too. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's that, well, it just depends on does Fitzpatrick yeah. look good. I mean, did you really want to go with Fitzpatrick over Cam Newton? I think that Cam Newton could work pretty well on a Ron Rivera-type team um, that wants to control the ball, control the clock not the worst idea but they have kind of signed up for Fitzgerald this year so it would be kind of cruddy of them to just abandon ship right away that was classic Tony Dunn he got Fitzpatrick you said it twice and then you said Fitzgerald that was a classic Tony Dunn (laughs) (laughs) all right let's uh let's go through the divisions Tony and Glenn if you want you can chime in here I'll say this if you as we go through the divisions if Tony and I name a champion you disagree with from that division i want you to give me your team if you agree with one of us we can move along we'll start uh, with the uh, the panthers division in the nfc south bugs are the favorite I, i'm still fascinated tony by who is number two in the south this is a topic we've had throughout the offseason and the question marks were with the saints who are they going to go with the qb with the Falcons, I don't know. They, they look like a mess coming off a, a four-win season. They still have Matt Ryan. That era seems to be about over. I mean, I'm going to take the Bucks to win this division. Are you going to do that as well, Tony? I think you have to. Is that bringing back every starter, yeah. Super Bowl champions, and then you hear that they're also 100% vaccinated, the team. I mean, why would you bet against them at this point? The only reason to say they're not going to win the division is just to be a contrarian. <laughs> Pretty much at this point, I, I do think uh, my at first I thought the Saints. My initial feeling or hope was that the Saints were going to retreat or regress, but now that Jameis Winston came in there and and looked pretty good in his start and um, is pushing the ball down the field and maybe gives that offense more pop than expected. Than I first expected. So I'm going to say the Saints second there, Panthers third, and then the Falcons uh, are a mess at the moment. They really don't have a ton of talent on their roster either. Glenn, you're not going to go against the Bucks, so we can move along, right? No, but I think the Saints are going to be wild fun this year. They're just going to be chaotic. and Jameis. Yeah, it's going to be 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions again. I, I'm on board with anything. I'm so into Jameson, it. I'm uh, so into Jameis. All right, let's go NFC East. Interesting, Tony, that – when we talked about Cam Newton, the quarterbacks, you said he could be replacing. Uh, you named two out of the NFC East, uh, Fitzpatrick and Daniel Jones from the New York Giants. I uh, I need to pull up the odds. I think the Cowboys are a slight favorite over Washington. Uh, I, the Giants have the pieces to be a really good team. I am not a Daniel Jones believer, so I'm not going to pick them. I'm not ready to pick the Eagles with Jalen Hurts. So it comes down to Washington and Dallas. And I'm going to do something that I never do. And I'm going to take Washington to win the NFC East for the second straight year. What about you, Tony? I'm with you here. Is I think that the, that the kind of proof is there more for any other team than the Washington football team, right? Like with that defense alone is enough to make them a contender is what I'm trying to say is that there's too many outliers on the other team, too many things that I need to see before I can just bet on them 
you know, Dallas, you got Dak coming back from a major injury. Their defense was an absolute disaster last year. And despite what people are saying about how uh, great Michael Parsons is looking and he's going to be defensive rookie of the year, I need to see that defense improve. And Mike McCarthy, we know that that's just a circus over there at the moment. So I just feel like Washington is the safest bet and the one that could really just win with who they got at this moment. And it might not be beautiful at any moment on oh, offense. It's not. That defense will work. Yeah. Um, and, and and for me, again, as I, I agree with a lot of your assessment about the Giants as well, but I need to see Daniel Jones be good, and I haven't seen it at all. Even in the preseason, he's throwing a bunch of picks. It's just – so I just – right now – I think Washington has to be the front runner. Glenn, every team is plus money in this division if you pick them to win the division. The Cowboys, though, are plus 105. Washington's odds a little longer at plus 175. Eagles and Giants way behind there. So, will you uh, you going to make uh, the sweep with Washington, or are you going Cowboys? I just think there's too many things that can go wrong in Dallas. Yeah. And Tony's right that it's a circus in there with the coaching staff and – they're Jerry, watching Austin Powers. Jerry can't get out of his own way. Jerry's putting salt on sausage drink muffins. The defense is bad. <laughs> yeah. Amari Cooper is injury prone now. Football team? So it's football team. Football team. But, but it's going to be an ugly, Oh yeah. Um, you know, 10 and whatever. Whatever the closest thing to 500 we can have now is seven and nine won it last year if washington can get to nine and eight this year maybe they can win it all right yeah, let's go to the north aaron Rodgers is go on go ahead Clint, before we go on would you want cam newton nah i'm uh i'm good with fitzpatrick oh come on nah i'm, I'm... you're good with a guy who's never won a playoff game i'm not good with it but what he is right now compared to what i think cam is right now i'm good with it I don't. I don't want Cam Newton. I'm sorry. Stay on the line to finish the segment. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is in Green Bay, so automatically they have to be the pick in the North. Correct. I think they should be. Is that we don't know anything about Detroit and they're going to stink. Offense. Yeah, I mean, who is even on their offense? Even uh, Denzel Perriman is not on that team at this point, and that's the only name that we kind of knew. It feels like. Um, I don't know why you would pick against Green Bay. They have to be the favorites. I think that Minnesota is just going to be a mediocre team. I don't. I think they could be okay at some points, but I just don't think they got what it takes to be uh, a great team at, at this moment. The Lions are, don't count, and the Bears—they're a disaster too. Is that you? I mean, hopefully Justin Fields will make something happen there. but And Chicago's had this good defense, or at least they felt like they did two years ago. But I don't think they got the parts, and I'm not a Nagy believer. Yeah. So uh, give me Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. I just think they have the most complete team there. Glenn, instead of buying WWE memorabilia like a Mr. Socko authentic sock, you could lay 100. Signed. I, I know. That's pretty it cool. It was signed it's and cool. authenticated. It's very cool. You can lay a hundred bucks on the lines to win the division and make two thousand two hundred dollars. I will not take it. Okay, just throwing it out there. <laughs> I will a, not take it. Uh, you going Packers? I'm not putting my belief in uh, Jared Goff. I'm not doing it. Yeah, don't do it. So I, I kind of think after Rodgers, Justin Fields comes in, and it's may, the Bears division. Yeah, maybe maybe with a different coach other than Nagy. Maybe perhaps. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, let I, just, I have high hopes. I believe in that kid. The NFC West is probably the one division where you could name any team, and I I wouldn't bat an eye. Yeah, anybody can win that division. Niners, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals. Now, the Niners and the Rams have the same odds. I've said all offseason I am going to believe in Matt Stafford and what they have around him in L.A. So that is going to be my pick to win this division. Uh, how about you, Tony? I hate to make this show boring and just agree with you the no. whole time. Is that uh, I think that uh, Seattle could potentially. Uh, sorry, my wife's getting a phone call. Uh, I think Seattle is a better team than people give them credit for, just because it's like, uh, you know, it's just they didn't have great success last year. We get that recency bias. Uh, Russell Wilson is a, you know, he's he's an MVP, right? Um, so they, I think, could be a, a sneaky team. And then everybody hopes that the Cardinals are going to be good. Cardinals are a great Madden team. I'll give them that. I mean, Kyler Murray running around and all those great receivers. I, and I think they could have a good year. And, again, the 49ers have tied for the best odds to win this thing. So uh, you could go any direction here. But Tony and I are going Rams. How about you, Glenn? Yeah, you have to believe in Trey Lance if if you're going to believe in the 49ers and yeah. just see a little bit. So I'm with, I'm with the Rams here. I'm all in with Russ. You're going Seahawks. Yeah, and it, I the Cardinals pick to me is interesting because I kind of almost feel like uh, they're trying something different in the NFL, and it's they're, can it they're work going college? Yeah, with can, Kingsbury. can this work long term? And so I find that interesting from a personnel aspect and a coaching aspect, um, but. Can Kyler Murray hold up long term? I mean, I feel like you know those hits aren't going to get softer. He's not that big, so you've got that aspect of it with him. Um, and then you've got DeAndre Hopkins, who is could be the best receiver in fantasy football, but also could end up not playing because he's not vaccinated. So, what if AJ Green like turns into twenty thirteen AJ Green? That's not going to happen. Or if, but just throwing it out. What if there is an actual uh, fountain of youth? in the Arizona Cardinals facility and that, that is Larry what, Fitzgerald that is what kept Larry Fitz good all these years <laughs> and AJ point. Green is gonna find it and he's back, baby. Wow. AJ Green two thousand thirteen. All right, this doesn't it's Rondell Moore. I think yeah. Rondell That's Moore a... is the guy that could all of a sudden emerge beside uh um, DeAndre. DeAndre. Yeah. And they have uh still got Christian Kirk. I'm telling you. I mean they are they're loaded, loaded at receiver. At, at they're like position. forty all right, uh, Tony, it didn't happen overnight, but it kind of feels like it did. The Buffalo Bills run the AFC East now, right, as long as Josh Allen's there? Yeah, I mean, I think we have to believe in them at this point. Um, maybe that defense gets a little, getting a little old quick. I mean, I kind of hope that doesn't happen, what happened to the Panthers. But, yeah, it's that he had a sensational season last year, so they got to be the front runners. Uh, who else is even in the division with the Patriots, the Jets, and the uh, and and if you, I don't know, even know if you believe have to believe in Tua, but the Dolphins. I love their head coach. I think they're going to be in just about every game this year. But I'm not putting them ahead of the Bills. Eleven and five team last year, uh, and won in a lot of in a variety of different ways. I think people maybe have given up on Tua too quickly. Um, so I, I agree that they could be a their team. You don't really want to play each week but you're not ready to say that they're gonna take the next step either so i'm with you at the bills glenn i know you're a josh allen guy you're riding with him right yeah to yeah. the end i think maybe this is the year they take over the afc mm-hmm. i think right. josh allen's the best quarterback in football <laughs> oh no i 
Be- he's not better than Patrick. Watch Hoke. the numbers this year. Though. I'm, I'm, what, I this number play. Watch the numbers I love this year. Josh Allen, uh, but he's. I think he does more or less in a system than Mahomes does. I think okay, Mahomes that's is a different system, system guy. Okay. Oh, he is not a system guy. The I, know he's, I know he's not a system guy. I'm playing. I like that hot take, though. Pat Mahomes, system guy. <laughs> Tweet that out. All right. Man, it's also, it's fun to say this because I like when teams that have been crap my entire life become good. You can throw the bills in there, kind of, but the Browns and the Ravens are kind of neck and neck to win the north we saw the browns not only make the playoffs last year but destroy the pittsburgh steelers in the playoffs is this the year they take the crown and host a playoff game i am going to say yes i'm taking the cleveland browns to win the north over the ravens steelers and Bengals. tony i mean it's not absurd uh, to say that, even though it's been absurd to say that for our entire lives, but they do have a ton of talent. You got to hope uh, that Odell Beckham can come back and be an explosive player. I'm, I'm not. What did they get? Eleven wins last year. The Browns. Yeah. The Browns were eleven and five. The Ravens were eleven and five. The Steelers were twelve and four. I'm taking the Ravens. Give me the Ravens. I think uh, Lamar's electric. Have you seen that guy on Madden? He's the fastest thing ever. Um, I hope, you know, we'll see. Is that, I just, I don't want to be starstruck by the Browns for because of one moment. Okay. I do think that the, that the Steelers, uh, I'm not really uh, a big believers in them at the moment. Um, and that's about it for that division. Yeah, the Bengals. Not even a contender. I'll go with the Ravens just because they're tried and true every year, 11-5. I think the Bengals will be fun with Burrow. And you want to talk about weapons with Chase, who apparently has struggled uh, in camp and in preseason. But T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, if Burrow's healthy slinging it around and they have a talented running back in Joe Mixon, they they could be in games and fun to watch, kind of similar to what you were saying about the Saints, Glenn. So just something to think about. Who you got winning this division? So I'm a big believer that organization matters in football, you know, top down. So are you stuff. talking about the Ravens or so the I'm, Steelers? I'm taking, of, I'm taking the Ravens okay. for that reason. They I, have great organizations. That, 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 yeah, that, that they're the strong. There's such a more uh, stronger organization than the Browns. The yep. Browns, they're kind of chaotic and kind of fit the Baker mold, and it all works. But I think when uh, you put pen to paper, that uh, the better organization wins a lot in the NFL. Tony Dunn, let's go to the AFC South. And I like the Titans even before the Wentz injury, the Quentin Nelson injury. We have talked about this, though. It is strange that their whole mentality has kind of changed, right? We looked at them as play good defense, run the ball with Henry. They're still going to run the ball with Derrick Henry. But they have A.J. Brown and Julio Jones with Ryan Tannehill. And their defense stinks, or it did last year anyway. So they could be in some shootouts this year, but I still that division is awful. Uh, once you get past the Titans and maybe the Colts, the Texans are going to win two or three games. The Jags they're going to have their lumps, I think, with Trevor Lawrence in year one. So this is the Titans division to win, uh, I believe. And, and look, maybe I'm underselling the Colts, but give me Tennessee. Yeah, I think this. I'll even say the Titans division to lose at this point, and that was with the Colts having Carson Wentz, uh, who has struggled with not only being sorry, but also being hurt and injured in this offseason. I don't think he's played at all in camp or 
in the preseason. I think Cam Newton would be a great fit in Indy right now, and I think he would be an immediate upgrade over Carson Wentz. But right now, those questions on that offense, uh, all surrounding quarterback position, make the Colts really a non-conversation. And when it when it comes to uh, Tennessee, now look that offense has is an upgrade upgraded even who is it Corey Brown that they lost who's the the guy that went to the Jets yeah Corey uh, Davis <laughs> Davis yeah Davis okay. AJ Brown Corey Davis there you go yeah. Davis goes to the Jets and uh, but they get Julio and man Julio is still he's just a, a monster if he's if, playing like he's yeah he's top five. Um, so I, I do think uh, that the Titans have the team, and, and really, are can their defense be that bad for this long? And if so, how is it that defensive coaches don't have good defensive teams a lot of times? I love when it works out that way with Vrabel, a defensive guy, and then like think about Brian Billick, who had Trent Dilfer and like the worst offense in the NFL, but and he was an offensive guru. But he had Ray Lewis and the best defense, one the top five in NFL history, won a Super Bowl. It's always weird when and like Mike Zimmer in Minnesota, their defense is awful now. He's a defensive guy, but they got Cousins and Dalvin Cook putting up points. So it is strange how that works out sometimes, Tony. I agree. So, but the the Titans are the team right now, and I think that maybe they've added enough weapons on offense to think that they. Um, really should be a, a, a major favorite in the AFC to, to make some noise. And we'll see if that defense comes together. Uh, and Derrick Henry, man, is that is there a more constant force? It's like a, like a gravity. It's like gravity. You just know it works every year. And it gets better over the season. It gets better during the game, and it gets better during the season. The longer each goes. But the- you got you got to feel like eventually the – the tread on those tires is going to be worn oh, yeah. off, and it probably will happen quick. Yeah, yeah, you got it. It's, it's coming. Yeah, and then when know. it happens, does Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars and Urban Meyer take over the division? No, they're going to be bad this year. They are going to be bad. Urban Meyer, his I think Urban Meyer is going to be bad. I think his tenure is going to be maybe two years tops. Notre Dame, USC, he'll be somewhere else. Yep, yep, soon. I think I don't know by the bye week. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know about that soon. I don't know about that soon, but soon. Uh, all right, AFC West Chiefs are huge favorites. Uh, you know what? I'm going to throw out a um, hot take here. I got the Raiders finishing second in this division ahead of the Broncos and Chargers. There's my AFC West hot take. That is a hot take and just a bad one at that. <laughs> uh, it's going to be the Chiefs, the Chargers, and then – I guess whoever else is at the bottom of that scrap heap over there. <laughs> that would be Teddy Two Gloves in Denver, Tony. <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, Glenn, I mean, AFC, you got the Chiefs. Anybody yeah. else good? Yeah. Are you buying into the Chargers preseason hype? I'm I'm off that train. I'm off. You're the, off of it. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just because everybody else is on it. I want to be different. They play Washington week one. They might be humbled week one offensively. Or they could go out there and, like, Jared Cook catches two touchdowns from Herbert and then also Eckler eats you up in the – in the uh, Oh, God, that could happen too. In couldn't. the reception game. Yeah, I might eat my words. A lot of underneath stuff. Williams, Mike Williams in a contract year. Oh, I, mean, there's some, I mean, there's some stuff on the Chargers. I guess so. New coach, uh, Anthony Lynn stink is off of them. So, yeah. maybe so. Maybe it is there. All right, there you go. Tony uh, – 
was it tony or glenn who said the bills uh could be the top team in the afc i said um you got them representing the afc in the super bowl i mean i think they have as good a chance of anybody of knocking off kc kc especially if you get them if kc somehow has to go to buffalo in the divisional and in the title game then you're your chances just go up i mean i i just think that that buffalo fan base would respond after going through this exercise does it feel like the afc is more stacked than the nfc oh 100 percent. yeah like uh i mean the nfc east is dragging everybody down but even the south to a degree other and than tampa it's really because they, the afc like every team in the afc or every division in the afc feels like it has a super bowl contender true and all the good teams in the nfc are all in the west yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, they're all in one division. Yeah. What do we all offer the Super Bowl pick that can't be the Chiefs and the Bucks? My team would be Tennessee and the AFC is who I'm saying. Uh, give me a second, and I'll think of one in the NFC. Glenn's going Bills in the AFC. I would go – that puts my options at the Titans, Bills, or Browns. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I'll ride with Buffalo. What would be your NFC pick? NFC, if it's not the Bucks, would be God. It is light in the NFC. Oh, the Rams. I gotta go with the Rams. I gotta go with the Rams. I mean, the Packers are right there. I know. Aaron Rodgers angry tour. Yeah, yeah. Which the, he's always angry. The, la- the last ride in Green Bay. I'll go Rams. Oh. Or the last dance rather in Green Bay. Yeah. I kind of. Right. I mean, I I think Seattle's just out there because i i just yeah, like i like their receivers really and i they have a great quarterback one of the best all time i mean i i think they have the potential tony uh good stuff man we'll uh see you back in studio next friday right yeah i can't wait to do the picks and uh i think i beat you last year so uh i'm coming for a repeat i don't think that happened i believe there was a counting mistake if he is he, I don't, is he I, asking for a recount? I don't remember. I just don't think that happened. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe you did, Tony. The tape. <laughs> uh, by the way, let's make a pick. Cowboys, Bucks, opening night. Who you got? Bucks. Yeah. It's, it's in Tampa Bay, right? Yeah. Ring ceremony. Tom Brady, uh, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to take the Cowboys plus the points, but I'll take the Bucks to win. Tony Dunn, CountyCatChronicles.com, C3 Podcast, Tuesday nights, post-game show, after Panthers games. We'll uh, see you next week, Tony. Can't wait. All right, buddy. Tony Dunn joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. When we return, we will talk to former East Carolina cornerback Dakota Marshall. We'll get his take on last night's game, the Pirates as a whole, his playing days, what he's up to now, and everything in between. When we return, Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. When your AC needs repair or replacing, call on the reliable service professionals of Delcor Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Go to delcorinc.com or give them a call at 321-8868. Delcor, the service professionals. 
Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Coming up at 5 o'clock, we'll talk to former ECU DB Kevin Monroe, now part of the Pirates IMG Sports Network, calling games alongside the voice Jeff Charles. We'll get Kevin's thoughts on what happened last night. We'll talk to another former ECU DB right now, Dakota Marshall, joining us on the Fixed NC Live line. Dakota, good to catch up with you again, man. How you doing today? I'm doing fine yourself. Hey, doing doing great. And uh, Dakota, before we get going, we'll we'll give your business a plug. Uh, first and goal hauling. And I'm curious, Dakota. Am I? I grew up in a family of farmers and, and knew early on that farming and manual labor uh just wasn't for me uh so i'm i'm curious how did you get into hauling dakota was that is that a family thing is that something you went out and did on your own uh tell us about your company yeah well my dad has been driving trucks all of his life so he's probably been at one company 25 years once i graduated college and figured out i wanted to get in a truck and i just jumped into dump trucking and I kind of just took off from there. I just started with one, and now I kind of got a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> love the love the name too. First and goal hauling. Uh, so uh, that's uh, if you, what Dakota, get what's a, a plug for your business? If folks uh, need some help, how can they they contact you? Man, they can contact me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. LinkedIn, I'm on every social network. You can also get me on TikTok. Everything <laughs> is personal. <laughs> and Dakota, usually you're you're not a huge tweeter like myself, but you were firing them off here the last couple of days, and you said you were off of work, uh, so you uh, you had some time to interact with the folks on social media, talking football. It looks like you have a lot of fun doing that. Man, I have a lot of fun with Twitter. It's um, I work a lot. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I work a whole lot, man. I contract out about 60 to 70 dump trucks a day, and I don't ever have time to do anything except for play with my son. But it's Labor Day weekend, and the Pirates are playing, and people are on Twitter talking junk, so why not join in? And just have some fun. There's no reason not to. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and Dakota, unfortunately, uh, we, we're not able to talk junk right now uh, after what happened last night. It, <laughs> it did not go the Pirates' way. Uh, what was your take on the 33-19 uh, to 19 App State win last night? Man, it's so, it was heartbreaking. Don't get me wrong. I love the Pirates, man. I, I can't stand to see the guys lose. Like, I just, man, just coming out of that locker room, coming out of Purple Smoke, I do not want my guys to lose whatsoever. But, hey, it is what it is. Football, we lose sometimes, but. If you really watch the game, you know, a couple plays here, a couple plays there. You take two plays out of the game, you got a top all game. So, send the QB down there marching to win the game just like that. So. And Dakota, you, uh, I, you know, as a former DB, it, it, look, your job's important, but if you can't get anything going up front on either side, it makes for a long game. And that was one of the issues with ECU last night. Aylers was getting harassed. And on the other side, App State was, was doing what they wanted to do in the run game. And the trenches, uh, Dakota, that, that was that's something I, I think will get better as the year goes on, but it was uh, concerning after uh, watching it last night. I think after this game, we got to knock a little bit of dust we have off of off of us. Just just knock a little bit off, and I think we'll see a better team this coming up week. I really do. I agree. I think they'll play much better against South Carolina coming up on Saturday, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. That's a uh, noon kickoff. Dakota, how often are you able to uh, to get the games these days? Oh, man, I try to go to every game. I don't miss the Pirates. 
No, the fires. I got. I got to watch my boys. <laughs> you gonna be there this Saturday? Yeah, I'll be there this Saturday. All right, good deal. Hook up with uh, with Troy at our Pirate Radio Tailgate Zone and uh, enjoy some treats. Definitely. <laughs> All right, uh, Dakota. What? What? Uh, how about coming out of a loss like this to start the season? It's definitely demoralizing to the players, to the coaches. What is what is a practice week like after you have a tough loss like that and trying to bounce back? Uh, what are these players going to be going through this week? Film. Definitely film. See where you went wrong. That's probably the, the main thing is film, 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 film. See where you went wrong. And just like Coach say with the DBs, I mean, have a short memory. It's week two. Let's go to week two. Let's get ready to knock out South Carolina. Is film something, Dakota, you enjoyed? Did you do it like it was homework? Did you learn to love it over time? How, how much were you in that uh, film room? Man, I was in a film room often. I didn't like to get – I didn't like to lose. I wanted to know what the guy was doing before he would get on the field. So I would just stay in the film room, stay in the film room. So and I think this day and time you get an iPad and stuff like that to get to take home with you. We didn't have that. So we had to go to the film room. To go to the film room, you want to know what that man is going to do before he does it. Dakota Marshall joining us as you watch football, Dakota. Is it is it tougher these days? And you played in an era where there was a lot of passing all over the field. Uh, but now everybody's base offense seems to be three wide at least, sometimes four wide, throwing it all over the place. Do you, you think it's tougher to be a DB now than it was uh, back when you played 10 or so years ago? Um, It might be a little tough. I don't know. You know, you can't really – well – I can't really say it's tougher. But, you know. Might have lost him there. Dakota, you still with us? He might be in one of his big... <laughs> there he is. What's that? We lost you for a second there. I think we got you back now. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Dakota Marshall joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Dakota, what uh, what, what bright spots did you see last night? You said the guys need to jump in the film room. You said, And, and look, they hit that Hail Mary... They had a touchdown taken away. Uh, they could have had more plays. What positives did you see uh, from the game last night? I don't remember their name, but I think one's name was – he was number 25. I think his last name was Mitchell. Keaton Mitchell, yeah. Super fast. Oh, my gosh. You saw him when he turned the sideline, and he left the entire App State defense. Get, one bright spot I've seen. Get him the football. I, I will say this. Uh, one positive, I said it earlier – uh, the running backs catching the ball, and that includes Mitchell and Rajay Harris, I thought did a good job receiving out of the backfield and could be a weapon we have not seen a lot of in years past. Yes, those guys. Uh, that was number 47, correct? Yeah, Rajay is 47, Mitchell 25, and they, they were true freshmen last year, uh, Dakota, now playing as true sophomores. Yes, sir. Those two guys right there, they're, they're like uh, – Man, I, I don't even know if I can say this, but, I mean, when he turned and went up the sideline, man, he looked like CJ. And, and it reminded me of that play in the Hawaii Bowl where there's a famous clip of it. Greg Hudson, defensive coordinator, is on the sideline, and he points to the end zone, and CJ flies by him. Yeah, I don't know if you know that play I'm talking about, but it reminded me of that. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, but I didn't want to, you know, I didn't know, but I might be a little too early. But you it's, know. yeah, yeah. He's not I, CJ, but, I did, but yeah. we saw, yeah, we saw glimpses. Uh, 
for sure. What uh, and you bring up uh, some old names there, Dakota. In fact, uh, normally four o'clock on Fridays, we're going to be talking to uh, the old coach Rick Smith. He's a little under the weather today, so we hope he's feeling better. We'll get him back on next week, but we're talking to the player instead of the coach today. But uh, we'll be having uh, old Rick Smith in here on Fridays, Dakota. Man, I if you, <laughs> I guarantee he'll tell you something about uh, the DB. I guarantee you he'll have a lot to say because one thing he told us in the DB room, Dakota, you cannot give up a ball and you definitely can't give up the deep ball. Come on, that'll make a break of the game. That'll make a break of the game right here. You'll come sit on the sideline beside me. Dakota, what are you doing, son? What are you you doing, son? Did he ever uh, (laughs) – would Rick ever dog cuss you, Dakota, or did he keep it clean? How how was he when he had to get on you? Oh, no, no. If – Coach, Coach knew how to get under my skin. You can't, I guess the way, uh, let me see, I can put this in a professional way. <laughs> you couldn't be nice. You couldn't be nice to me. You couldn't be my friend. I, will, I don't respond to that. That's not nothing I respond to. So hmm. you really had to get up under my toes. You had to get in my face. You had to push me. That's what I responded to. But then I go out there and try to rip the helmet off. That's interesting because everybody's different in that way, right, Dakota? Like some guys you can do that to. It will motivate you. If he does that to a different guy, it might demoralize him and he'd play worse. So that, that's that's probably a tough part of coaching, knowing each player and how each guy ticks, right? Yeah. Right. You can, uh, in this day and time, you can't push a player too much. You know, I guess, uh, I, I guess that's another subject. Yeah. Uh, a lot of guys on my team, man, they were – if you if you raise your voice at them in that DB room, they're going to go out there. Somebody might get hurt. That day. <laughs> Coach do it. Yeah, he knew how to get us rolling. He knew how to get under our skin. Uh, Dakota, I had Brandon Simmons on last week and asked him about facing those tough ECU defenses at practice and and I asked him from an offensive side I'll ask you from a defensive side how physical were those practices uh, when you played at East Carolina? I'm going to tell you, I hope Simmons is listening, too. I cannot stand Simmons in practice because he would not stop. We were a thud. It's thud. When you hit him, you have to stop. So we had to hit Simmons about seven times for him to stop. He would not stop at all, and I hope he's listening. He knows what I'm talking about. He's a big fella, man. Very physical. He's a big yes, dude. He was. <laughs> so we'll, we'll be in thud. You'll, you'll hit him. When you get hit one time, you're supposed to stop. Not Simmons. He want to keep his feet going, keep his feet going. He want to keep plowing. So we had to hit him two or three times, four times. Hey, practice And he said, yeah, he's one of the – and I've heard this phrase too, like the, the game is the fun part, the practice is uh, the work. Right, Dakota? There, there you go. Practice is for him. No, you're good. You're good. Dakota Marshall okay. joining us. Uh, Dakota, moving forward, it sounds like and, – and we had Troy on uh, segment one. He said, bad night last night. The season's not over yet, though. A long way to go. Game one of a 12-game slate. Kind of sounds like you uh, You think you were going to see some brighter days ahead for this football team? Man, definitely, man. It's the first game. You can't look down on the guys right now, man. I see so many crazy comments. Cut this person, fire the coach, man. People have no idea what it takes to even get out there on that field. Ride with the Pirates, man. Don't do them like that. Come on. Dakota had a handful of rings in a picture uh, that he put up. What was that, last night, Dakota? How often do you show those babies off? Do you, like, keep them in a safe? Do you wear them? What do you do with all those rings? I never wear them. I never um, – they're just, like, in a little ring box. I never wear them. I, um, I put them on then, but 
I was just so upset, just being honest with you, man. Yeah. A lot of my guys, a lot of my friends that I played uh, arena ball with, I went to the CFL for that spin to play with them. Yeah. And they were at they were at me and talking junk to me, and I was just like, you know what? All right, y'all want to go? Y'all want to play that game? Okay. Well, look at these. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to argue that when you see all that bling on the hand. Yes, sir. I said, well, look at these. And, it's all in funny games, yeah. and I don't ever really get into it with nobody on Twitter or nothing like that. I just want to see how far I can take today. Oh, man, you do it the right way. I'm, I'm with you, man. I love the junk talk. I love the trash talk when my team's playing well. Uh, and, look, I'm a Washington football team fan, Dakota, so a lot of times I'm talking more junk about my own team than you can talk about my team. But I'll tell you this, when my team wins, you're going to hear about it. I promise you that. There you go. There you go. And my team lost. My team lost, and you're scared when they hear about it. <laughs> I for life. There you go. For life. I know my team lost, and you're going to catch it. Dakota, uh, great to catch up with you, man. We'll let you run. Uh, look us up on uh, Saturday at the uh, Pirate Radio Tailgate Zone. Hang out with the crew. Definitely will. Yeah, man, and uh, great to talk with you. We'll keep in touch, and uh, wish nothing but the best for you and the family moving forward. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. There's Dakota Marshall. Fun guy because I, as you know, I like to mix it up, I like to talk some junk, but it's all in fun. It's all in laughs, and uh, Dakota kind of doing that. I think it's probably kind of cool when a former player uh, will mix it up with you on social media like that, as long as it's uh, in a fun way, which it is uh, with Dakota Marshall, who was showing off his bling last night. Uh, and man, I want to see some more bling on some hands of some pirate players. Let's uh, take a time out. We'll come back later on this hour. We'll talk to Mark Greenhelge golf shop radio show got kevin monroe at five o'clock got the big calls from the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show also in our five o'clock hour next segment's kind of a free-for-all we'll go over uh some games to watch this weekend in college football but if you would like to chime in 317-1250 you can do so you can also chime in on facebook live or on twitter and uh you can talk about whatever you want to talk about if you didn't get in on the fifth quarter last night and you still got something to say that hasn't been said, you can give us a call 317-1250. That's on the way when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio for 18 years. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a free beer Friday. If you're watching the show on Facebook Live or on YouTube, you see these two 12-packs of red oak that we have on the table. That red oak can be yours if you are a lucky caller. In hour number three of today's show, we'll also throw in some Domino's Pizza as well. A free Beer Friday giveaway coming up here on Pirate Radio Live. We've got Kevin Monroe joining us at around 5 o'clock. We'll talk a little golf with Greeny, Mark Greenhelge in a little bit. But uh, right now, we'll take your calls. We uh, Whoever just called, call back. Surely can't answer the phone and talk at the same time. 
it is uh scientifically impossible so uh call back and uh, we'll get you on the air um until we uh we get a phone call i want to look at what's ahead because i am excited about this weekend including tonight north carolina on the road at virginia tech that is a bit of an odd start time six o'clock on a friday uh they will be playing in blacksburg north carolina around a five and a half six point favorite tonight against the Hokies. big year for justin fuente uh in virginia tech and of course high expectations for north carolina with mac brown having a preseason top 10 team uh, also duke and charlotte play tonight at what should we call the stadium glenn it's jerry richardson stadium should we call it the big denim the big i don't know the big jeans friday well it needs a fun nickname for jerry i don't know jerry richardson stadium uh there in charlotte wake forest a huge favorite over old dominion tonight there's a big 10 matchup in evanston northwestern taking on michigan state that's nine o'clock on espn also uh, fs1 colorado state is only a two and a half point favorite over fcs power in north dakota uh, south dakota state so uh, there's another game for you to watch tonight all right uh 317-1250 if you want to chime in on anything and charlie does he's in pittsburgh hello charlie hey cliff uh good to talk to you uh the uh about the only thing that turned out just like i wanted it last night was those ribs uh they came out pretty well they look good man they look good pregame <laughs> yeah they were good uh after the ribs though, uh not a lot to be too excited about but um i'm not ready to get down on the pirates yet um i agree with dakota it's the first game um you know i mean like everybody else there was a lot more i wanted to see from the team in that game and uh you know at the end of the game i, I was pretty daggone disappointed uh but I just hope we'll have a good show in, in Greenville this weekend for South Carolina because I think uh, in front of a home crowd, I think we can get out there and put one on. So, First time in a long time you'll be able to have uh, that many fans at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, Charlie. So I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'd love to poll everybody eligible and find out what that game last night did to their mood as far as attending the game on Saturday. But I still think a lot of people as time passes if they're off the ship right now we'll have time to jump back in before next saturday you know what i mean i, I think so and I, I i hope so um because i you know i'm gonna be there one way or another and uh yeah i hope other people feel the same way um especially with an sec opponent coming to town uh that we really have a chance to beat um, yeah yeah you know, let's not give up on the pirates yet let's get in the stadium and let's uh let's get us a w all right, Charlie. Thanks for calling us on the post post game show today on a Friday. Yeah, I was I was going to call last night, but the lines were locked and loaded. Yeah, <laughs> we were slammed uh, all night last night. Good to hear from you, though, Charlie. Thanks, man. Good to hear from you too. Y'all take it easy. All right, bud. There's uh, Charlie in Pittsburgh. We had his uh, his picture up last night, big dog. I think you put it up there, right? Yeah, the ribs. The ribs are looking. He's good. my fan of the week every week. He's so positive. He's so even keel. I always think he has the right take after a game. He's pot. Oh, he's level headed. That's, that's what it means. Yeah. Even keel. Like he he's never up too up or too down. He's realistic okay. about what happened. Yeah. So um, I do think we need to make a, a, an announcement that when you call, just don't start rambling your take. No, no. When you call, just say what you want to say to Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Don't. Do we that. need to make that very clear. <laughs> 
Just don't start rambling your take the moment that we pick up. When you, we're going to have a come to Jesus meeting during the commercial break. You know I'm what? letting you know. Maybe this is on us. When you call, you give your name and where you're calling from. That's what I'm saying. We just need that's to make an announcement. That's all you do. You can say hey to Shirley. You can even say how you doing, but that's it. No more. You don't. just don't start rambling the take. You just don't. It's not a hot line. You don't come yeah. right on just blazing. All right. Let's go to Randy in Conover. Is that how you say that? Conover? Conover. Conover. Hello, Randy. Randy. Aha! I guess That's he twice. Wanted, I guess he wanted to give his take to Shirley and not me. Shirley, what did he have to say? I don't know. <laughs> it was very loud. He was very animated. Randy, uh, call us back, if you will. Uh, 317-1250. <laughs> Boy, this is like the postgame show. Are yes. You? It just never ended. Yes, the postgame show never ended for me today. Part deux. <laughs> All right. That's putting it mildly. If you want to get in and you can follow phone etiquette, 317-1250, give us a call. I uh, went over tonight's slate. Saturday. I want to get back to tonight right now. All right, go ahead. Uh, in that Carolina and Virginia Tech, do you like the uh, over or the under? 67 and a half. I've been looking at this. I want to take the Hokies on this game. Uh, I kind of want to take the under and the Hokies. That's a lot of points. What'd you say? Sixty-seven. It's a lot of points. I well, just don't think it's gonna. I know that. I know Carolina rolls out a good offense, but I just I don't I don't see that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see that many points. Getting well, scored there's in not game. exactly a whole lot of excitement with a Justin Fuente type Virginia Tech team. Well, the totals at sixty-three and a half is what I'm seeing right now. Okay, so, I was looking at a slightly different side, maybe. It's still pretty high. Uh, oh, it is. The current total is 64, 63 and a half. So what, uh, yeah, what kind of final score are we looking at here? If both teams get into the 30s, yeah, I mean, I could see an over, but I kind of, I, I think I'm going to end up taking Virginia Tech in this game plus the points. Yeah, I like it. I don't like it, but I think I like I'm going to do it. I just feel like Carolina's pumped up, you know, they're dumping their chest and they might come out and lay somewhat of an egg in their first game i, I like heisman hype for my, a carolina quarterback come on now my issue is i hate both sides here because right. <laughs> i hate the north carolina hype but you also have to like look with your eyes and see all the mass exodus that's happened at virginia tech all right the that they're not what virginia tech used to be no those are real tangible things that have happened which is why and mac brown has resurrected yeah like that program, uh, which yes. is why i hate both sides i mean yeah. the smart play here is to just watch the game and enjoy it <laughs> but, but i don't or know you could bet on old dominion wake you could just bet on the other game which has wake forest could end up that, that could look like state south florida from last night it could be ugly yeah, yeah I, and i think it will be i think they'll roll up a lot of points all right saturday uh what a slate what as a slate. as uh tulane and oklahoma we'll get it going uh but unfortunately that game is in norman rather than new orleans did you see where uh oklahoma was painting the green wave on the field yeah that's pretty cool for the Tulane since they were displaced. I mean, you got imagine if we had Oklahoma coming here. Oh man! And all of a sudden, because of a hurricane, now they have to go out to Oklahoma. They have to go out to Stillwater. Well, and Oklahoma, if I'm not mistaken, I I don't know exactly how they're working it, but something to do with they're giving Tulane a portion of the ticket sales for Uh, that game. I, I can't remember exactly how how they're working it. But I did read that, and that they were going to do something else in conjunction with the ticket sales. But um, hmm. so I mean, Oklahoma is really, you know, kind of 
you know, lending out a hand to uh, Tulane, especially because they've been displaced and having to move that game. They also scheduled a future game in New Orleans. Yes. Will that actually happen? We'll see. But it is interesting, by that time, Oklahoma could be the SEC team playing a former SEC team in Tulane. That would be interesting. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, All right, Big Ten on Fox, Penn State at Wisconsin. Should Penn State be ranked? No. They were awful last year. Got better as the year went along, but they're ranked 19th. Wisconsin is ranked 12th. Uh, Also, uh, in the noon window tomorrow, Stanford and Kansas State. That is one of the more odd neutral side games. This is in Jerry World. Why? Good question. Stanford's not going to bring any fans. No, it's K State's not going to bring many more. Why would you want to leave lush, beautiful Northern California for Dallas? (laughs) And K State's uh, leaving Manhattan to go to uh, AT and T Stadium. That's a that's a weird deal. Uh, Alabama Miami. That game is in Atlanta. I love that game. That'll be at three thirty. Somebody on uh, either Twitter or Facebook Live put up earlier. Will App State beat Miami? I'm going to say no, but I do think that'll be a good game next week. I kind of yeah you you expect unless Miami has a kickback game you know where they they really get droned against Bama yeah. opening weekend and then they come back wanting to prove a point next. I week. was gonna say if Miami beats Alabama tomorrow, App State will beat Miami. That's what I'm saying. They it's won't the, be able not, to handle themselves no. after beating Alabama. Mm-mm. You, the egos would be through the roof. The, the arrogance would be too much. If you're App State right now, you want Miami to play the best possible football they can tomorrow. You oh, want them to look awesome. Yeah, you want them to be world beaters yeah. tomorrow. Tomorrow, and then obviously different next Saturday. Versus what's going to happen, which is a 55-7 to seven blowout or whatever. Cincinnati's a fascinating team, uh, Glenn, that because of that schedule. At Indiana, at Notre Dame coming up. They got to take care of business against Miami of Ohio, against Murray State. Maybe they'll move up a spot or two in the rankings, and then they'll have a couple of showdowns before they get in the league play. That it Notre Dame Miami of Ohio. is looming. Yeah, uh, it's there. And again, at Indiana, that's a top 25 team. Now, I don't yeah. know how real they are. We'll find out I think tomorrow. they were better last year than they will be this year. I agree. I think last year they were a uh, team that you could bet on because people were not riding them yet. And I think this year they're a very public team. Remember so the game I expect the line to go different. Penn State, their quarterback Penix had yes. like a miracle touchdown yes. that maybe wasn't And they a also touchdown. had some miracle stuff happen last yeah. year. It's a miracle whip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll uh, we'll get more on the Saturday schedule uh, coming up later, but we got to take a timeout because Greeny, Mark Greenhelge, will join us on the other side. We'll talk a little golf. He's also a Clemson Tiger, so we'll get his final thoughts on Clemson, Georgia, coming up Saturday night in Duke's Mayo Classic Part 2 at Bank of America Stadium. Take a timeout, come back. More to go on Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Jersey Mike's is open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. You can order in the store or online through the Jersey Mike's app. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday, coming off a long game day on a getaway Friday. Fired up for 6 o'clock to hit and begin my college football weekend, but also fired up to talk more sports. We'll talk to Kevin Monroe at 5 o'clock. We got our big calls from the fifth quarter in the five o'clock hour also a free beer friday giveaway so still a lot to go and a chat with greenie mark greenhouse from the golf shop radio show we'll talk football and golf with greenie today mark how you doing man i'm doing great cliff how you doing doing good and uh i have i've got to be honest i'm locked into football right now i have not uh been following golf it was great to see harold varner the third pictures of him at bank of america stadium last night rooting on the pirates it would be better and he even said this himself on social media if he was down in atlanta rather than charlotte but he did not make the top 30 uh so he did not play in the tour championship this weekend patrick cantlay had a bit of uh he they spotted him a, a couple of strokes but john rahm is right uh, there on his heels, as is JT, Bryson DeChambeau. Right now, Cantlay is minus 15. Rom just one stroke back, Greeny, uh, as we are at the uh, championship here. Yeah, I told you uh, before the playoffs started that John Rom was my pick. Uh, I've stuck to that, and uh, he's right there knocking on the door, isn't he? That he is, and what a year. And Greeny, at some point... I want to go over like uh, some uh, some superlatives with you, some awards, so to speak. But golfer of the year, uh, we'll get to that. If you had to do it now, I mean, is it John Rahm? Even no matter what happens this weekend, golfer of the uh, the twenty twenty one season. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it from a just a twenty twenty one, and we know that the PGA Tour does the wraparound season, so obviously some events were from twenty twenty up through now, but. Um, you know, he is second in the official world golf ranking in terms of points gained for 2021. And if you go back and you say, well, man, you know, he had a six shot lead at the Jack's term at the Memorial and he had to withdraw because he tested positive mm. for COVID. Yeah. If he wins that, if he wins that tournament, which he was probably going to, um, you know, he has the most points gained in 2021. So I, I tend to look at those kind of numbers. And then obviously with him being a major champion and, and the way that he's played, I mean, he's definitely at the top of my list for player of the year. Mark Greenelge Golf Shop Radio Show. You can hear at 8 to 10 uh, a.m. here on Pirate Radio on Saturdays. Greeny, uh, let's get into the football. We'll circle back to golf at the end of the conversation. Your uh, Clemson Tigers in the game of the week this week, uh, taking on the Georgia Bulldogs at the uh, part deux of the Dukes Mayo Classic there at Bank of America Stadium. How are you feeling uh, as we're about 27 or so hours away uh, from kickoff in that big one tomorrow night? I'm feeling pretty good. I got uh, I got friends of mine that went to clubs with me rolling into town today and tomorrow morning, so we're getting prepared. Um, you know, I don't I don't like mayonnaise, so um, the sponsorship's not that big a deal for me. But I'm definitely going to be in the stands. I just won't be the guy eating out of a big tub of Duke's mayonnaise. Well, not so we won't see Greeny on the uh, the jumbotron. Uh, and we've been asking all our guests this week too, Mark and I. I like mayo. I'm a mayo guy, but if you have a sandwich, uh, mayo's not getting anywhere near it. No, nothing, nothing, nothing is going on mayo whatsoever. 
Um, I will ask for a new sandwich before I eat mayo on it. All right, that's uh, uh, Greeny has spoken. Uh, what I've been asking this too, uh, Mark. I don't know how much you've diagnosed what Georgia has, but I'm trying to find like a separating factor in this game. And you know, you got two talented quarterbacks. I've heard that Clemson has a D line full of NFL players and and two potential like top ten picks in the draft next year. What, if anything, and the line is like two and a half, three, so it's a pretty even matchup. Is there a separator in this game between uh, between these two teams? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously on the defensive side of the ball, you have an angry Clemson team that uh, kind of got pushed around in the semifinal by Ohio State last year. Couldn't get off the field at the, at the opportune time. It seemed like we could get Ohio State in third down a lot. Just couldn't stop them on the ground. Uh, now you talk about the, the main guys, which are Percy and Miles Murphy, uh, they were both freshmen, and you know now they're a little bit bigger, a little stronger, a little more experienced. And other than that, the rest of the defense that played in that game is essentially back so and healthy. Uh, there was a couple of uh, guys that were nicked up in the secondary and in the linebacking core for that game. So I think there's a, a focus on the defense, defensive side of the ball, and we've got some depth now on the defensive side of the ball. I think you know when analysts start saying, well, I think Georgia you know, is going to win this game uh, over Clemson, I think the one thing they're overlooking is, you know, yes, we're replacing, obviously, Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, replacing a left tackle, uh, replacing a couple of receivers that went in the draft. But when you start looking at it, a lot of these guys that are coming in now to play as first stringers, they got a lot of action last year as second stringers. One of the things that Clemson does really well is, you know, when they're up by 20 points in a football game, doesn't matter what, what quarter it is. They're getting these second and third string guys in there to get them experience yeah. so that if somebody does go down, they, they have somebody to back them up. So I think from a depth perspe- perspective, I think what you're going to see in this game is the third quarter for me is going to be pivotal, and I think Clemson starts to gain a little separation in the third quarter. That's a pretty good point, Greeny, because Clemson's up big in a lot of the games they play. And uh, for Tabo to get those guys some real game experience could pay off uh, this year for the Tigers. Greeny, um, what uh, any other games you got your eyeball? I, I know you're uh, you're super locked into Clemson, Georgia, and Charlotte since you'll be there tomorrow night. Any other Week One uh, action you're excited to watch? Well, yeah, from an ACC perspective, I mean, you always want to see what the competition is going to look like for Clemson. So uh, tonight, you got uh, actually starting shortly. Yeah. North Carolina, Virginia Tech. Um, North Carolina's got a lot of hype around it, but they lost a, a ton of their you know special uh, special players on offense. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they backfill those and if they can give Sam Howell somebody to actually work with from an offensive perspective. And then the other flip side of that is, you know, we've, we've seemed to be, from a media perspective, been trying to hype up Miami for a while now. Mm-hmm. And they haven't, they haven't lived up to the hype in the big games. Here's another opportunity for them to, you know, catch an Alabama team that's breaking in a new quarterback. And, you know, they've got their quarterback, albeit coming off of a major surgery, coming back. So is Miami, you know, I don't think Miami wins this game, but can they keep it close? Are they ready for prime time? Um, the last couple of years, they have not been ready for that big game. So that's obviously two two pretty big games that I'm looking at right there. And then you got like Penn State, Wisconsin, you know, the kind of the teams that are wannabes always in the in the Big Ten. You know, which one of those teams gets off to a good start? Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. Greeny, uh, if I recall, you are a uh, Pats guy from the Northeast, right? So what, what was your take on the uh, Cam Newton-Mac Jones uh, decision made? I, I actually kind of felt all along that Mac Jones was going to be the starter. Um, the, the Patriots offense is not one that's built for Cam Newton. It, 
the Patriots offense is built for somebody who is on time and accurate. And Mac Jones proved that at Alabama. Yeah, he had great talent and great receivers and a great running game at Alabama, but you can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't deliver the ball on target on time, it doesn't matter. So I think that's what you look at from that perspective is that, you know, the Patriots are going to be back to more like a Tom Brady offense where it seems like Mac Jones has that ability to deliver the ball so that when the receiver makes the break and turns and looks, the ball is pretty much hitting him in the hand. And that's how the Patriots have been so successful with Tom Brady is that's always what happened. Cam Newton always seemed to be double clutching it and, and being late on his throws. And that's why receivers weren't open and passes were getting broken up or intercepted. And, you know, Cam's unfortunately not the runner that he used to be. So he doesn't have that part of the game anymore. So his effectiveness that he was when he was the MVP just wasn't there anymore. So I'm all for Mac Jones starting. And I think, you know, that gives them an opportunity with the defense that they have on that football team and the offensive line and the fact that they pick up some receivers and some tight ends and they always have a running game. I think they can give Buffalo a run for that division title. Mark Greenhouse talking some football with us, as he'll do, I'm sure, coming up Saturday on the Golf Shop Radio Show, 8 to 10 a.m. here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, a nice mix of football and golf coming up uh, this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got, uh, obviously, we've got Bill Bender that we usually have. We have uh, the voice of the Clemson Tigers, Don Munson, is going to join us. And then we'll go down to Eastlake. Uh, you know, the great Bobby Jones is the one that started Eastlake. Well, we're going to talk to his grandson, Bobby Jones the fourth. He always gives us some great stories about the great Bobby Jones and yeah. Eastlake. So we'll, we'll talk a little, uh, little bit of everything. And, heck, we got Solheim Cup. So the ladies' version of the Ryder Cup starts tomorrow morning. Awesome. Uh, Pag show coming up on Saturday. Good luck to your Tigers, Greeny, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. All right, thanks, Cliff. Have a good one. All right, you too. There is Mark Greenhelge. He'll be at Bank of America Stadium rooting on his Clemson Tigers. Mark, a uh, former Tigers golfer and uh, host of the Golf Shop Radio Show right here on Pirate Radio, 8 to 10 a.m. As we wrap up this hour, we got Kevin Monroe coming up at 5 o'clock. Let's run through uh, some more games coming up on Saturday and uh, Temple and Rutgers uh, was supposed to be Thursday night due to weather. That game was moved to Saturday. They'll play coming up at noon in Piscataway. Uh, also uh, mentioned Indiana, Iowa. I think that's where we left off. Maryland and West Virginia, a good old rivalry game with two teams trying to find themselves, trying to find a uh, direction. West Virginia is actually a two and a half point favorite over Mike Loxley's Maryland Terrapins coming up 3.30 on ESPN. Louisiana Tech skipper will be at Mississippi State coming up 4 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, in other action, one to keep an eye on, Louisiana is a very popular underdog heading in to Saturday, taking on the Texas Longhorns, the Sark era beginning there in Austin. And Louisiana... Uh, trying to pull an upset like they did last year to start the season against Iowa State. They'll try to do it against Texas on Saturday. San Jose State, a team to watch. They're 1-0. They beat a really bad team in Week 0. Uh, but they ran the table in their league last year, and they are on the road at USC. It could be a fun game coming up at 5 o'clock. USC 
is a 14-point favorite in that one. South Carolina, ECU's opponent coming up next Saturday at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium will be on ESPN Plus coming up 7 o'clock Saturday, taking on 0-1 Eastern Illinois. Also uh, going on in West Lafayette, Purdue will be hosting Oregon State. That is a 7 o'clock kickoff on Saturday. Texas Tech and Houston will go at it at NRG Stadium there in Houston. And the Cougars, Dana's boys, are actually favorites in that game over the Red Raiders by a point and a half. So uh, Houston getting uh, uh, some preseason love this year uh, with what they have. 7.30 ABC, it'll be Georgia and Clemson in the headliner on saturday and let's find some late night football i like this matchup lsu at ucla chip kelly's offense looked good last week coach o down in baton rouge coming off a bad year also coming off uh the the awful hurricane so where are their heads at that's one to watch on fox 8 30 saturday night gonna be beautiful uh, well. yeah that, aesthetically I, beautiful. I said it last week that uniform combo the stadium the sunset just have that on your beautiful hd tv classic uniforms yeah together it's gonna be so nice Mm, chef's kiss uh byu at arizona byu a big favorite over the wildcats uh 12 and a half point road favorites are byu in that game and future uh big 12 team who's my big 12 team? i said future big 12 Uh, future big 12 team byu potentially next week yeah we'll see uh utah state washington state is at 11 o'clock and then uh for your degenerates out there uh 11 kickoff portland state at hawaii man i love it i love some <laughs> sometimes they're tough to find but uh hawaii football at midnight is uh just a great way to cap off a college football day all right let's uh take a time out we'll come back hour three of pirate radio live when we return we will talk to kevin monroe color analyst on the pirates img sports network what did he see last night and ecu's lost to appalachian state we'll talk about it when we return hour three also we'll make you a winner free beer friday you got a case of red oak for somebody today that is worth calling in for we'll do that when we return on pirate radio live after this listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back got damage damage from wood rot fixed damage from smoke or fire fixed damage caused by water fixed If you've got damage, use a contractor that works for you and not your insurance company. Visit FixedNC.com today or call 999-0001. That's three nines, three zeros, and a one. Fixed NC, restore, renew, maintain. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with the hour three of Pirate Radio Live. We've got our free beer Friday giveaway coming up. How about a case of Red Oak? And we'll throw in some pizza from Domino's. It can be yours if you are 
the lucky caller later on this hour we'll have our big calls of the u.s sailor fifth quarter calling show coming up and right now we'll talk to the color analyst on the pirates img sports network called the action last night alongside the voice jeff charles kevin monroe former pirate joining us on the fixed nc live line kevin appreciate your time today how you doing man I'm doing well, Cliff. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. And, uh, Kevin, I did not get to hear the game last night. Shirley was in her car and came in right around the time after the Hail Mary attempt at the end of the first half. And all she said was Kevin Monroe was a little upset about that one. So, Kevin, uh, how'd, the, uh, how'd the broadcast go last night? And, uh, and and we'll get your thoughts on the game as well. But how'd it go for you, uh, game one with Jeff? Well, Jeff made the comment that we – he felt like we were in midseason form, so I appreciate that. I did feel like I was maybe tongue-tied a couple times or maybe I stepped over Jeff one or two times. I'm always worried about the particulars, but in terms of the overall broadcast, I think it sounded good. Um, I just wish we could have brought you a better game. Yep, and we'll get to that now, Kevin, and uh, well, I'll just I'll throw it out there. What uh, what was your take after the 33-19 to loss last night for East Carolina? It's just frustrating, Clip. You know, we, we as Pirate fans, you know, we've been giant hunters our whole lives, so we know what it's like to be App State and, and want to get to a New Year's Six Bowl and want to beat all the top dogs. And so uh, to see it, – it's one thing to see NC State and Carolina do well, Duke do well, because those are big schools. They've got long reputations. They've been doing it forever. They should do well. It's another thing to see UNC Charlotte and App State and other schools like that not, not only catch you, but surpass you on the gridiron. And so that's where the Pirates are right now. And it's, and it's frustrating to watch. It's frustrating to be a part of. And uh, we got beat by a better team yesterday. Now, now, could we have won the game? Sure. Could we have made it a closer game? Absolutely. But they outplayed us. Uh, and, you know, it was the first game for both teams. So there's, there's no excuses there. They had less penalties. Uh, they had more rushing yards. You know, they did things right. Um, and we just struggled throughout the evening to, to, to do things right. Kevin, and I want to go back to something you said. As a former player, man, you you blood, sweat, tears, all that on the field at Dottie Ficklin Stadium. It's, it's hard for you, and it's hard for some Pirate fans to accept that we are below App State right now as a program. And I look at just looking at results over the years. I, I felt like, yeah, well, ECU should be an underdog in this game going into it on Saturday or on Thursday. But it sounds like you uh, you really had a tough time accepting that, and maybe you are now after last night's game. And I totally understand it. There's a lot of people, a lot of pirate fans out there like you, Kevin, that you're kind of reluctant because you can't wrap your brain around East Carolina being below App State. Am I is, am I right about that? No, you're right, but listen, the Sun Belt is no stellar conference. I mean, they are they are okay. Coastal Carolina is a really good team. App State is a really good team. Louisiana, they, they, they're pretty, they're good. Georgia State had a yeah. good year last year. They, they they have three to four to five teams that are pretty good, and 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 two that are really good. Um, that, it's not a, it's not the American Conference. At, at one point in 2019, we had five teams in the top 25, and a couple of them in the top 10. I mean, the American Conference is is big time football, and 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 that's part of the problem with the Pirates not being able to play well in the, in recently. Because even when they play their best, there's teams in their conference they can't beat. And so, you know, if the Pirates had been in the Sun Belt the last few years, I promise you their 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 record would have been a lot better. So to accept the fact that the that App State has blown through the Sun Belt Conference and, and winning bowl games, 
makes them better is hard to accept. But what I saw on the field last night, there was there was nothing uh, there was nothing easier to judge than who the better team was last night in that yeah. state. Yeah, Kevin Monroe joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Kevin, the uh, disparaging the run game is tough to see on paper on the UBE stat sheet. App State doing really whatever they wanted to do, running the football on the Pirates. The Pirates struggled to run, and somebody pointed it out in the post game. I didn't even realize it. But I think it was, what, eight carries for Rajay and four carries for Keaton Mitchell. You had 12 carries from the running backs, and then Holt Naylor's accounted for 12 carries. And I think some of those are sacks and, and things like that. But I and it, I guess East Carolina, what, did they not have the ball enough to try to establish a run game? The 12 carries between the two backs seems like a really no, low number. You know what? They had 11 carries in the first half, and that was including uh, a few from Holton. And it was it was almost like the first few series, and they tried to run the ball. The first very first series, they went three and out. In the next series, they didn't have much success. But the first few times they tried to run the ball, there was nothing there. Yeah, and they got a, they got away from it in a hurt. And and that's part of the problem is that you know you can't just get away from it completely. You got to try to go back to it. And they did the second half. Maybe they, maybe they had to make some certain adjustments. They didn't want to make those adjustments on the sideline. They made them in the locker room. In the second half, they ran the ball much better. Uh, still not great, but they ran it better and they went back to it. Even when you're struggling with the run game, you got to keep doing it to keep the other team honest. You got to make them think that you're going to do it every now and then. And so, uh, yeah, it, they they should have gotten more carries, I think, the, the both of them because they, they both ran pretty good. There wasn't a whole lot of holes for them, and you know that's part of that Appalachian State being really good up front. Uh, and so they couldn't they couldn't make a whole lot of plays with their feet. But you know, Keaton had a 39 yard run. Uh, Raji had a couple of tough hard runs in there in the middle. So there was, from from time to time, we saw glimpses of, of, of what those backs were capable of. App State, uh, last night, finishing the game with 226 rushing yards. I don't want to know how many yards after contact uh, yards they had last night, Kevin. The, the tackling was brought up on the fifth quarter, and for good reason. I, I think, I, I hope, this is like a week one thing that's going to shore up as the season goes along. Uh, but, Kevin, you lived it, breathed it. Are you concerned about that long-term, the tackling on this team? Maybe the strongest part of this team heading into the heading into the season, most people would say with their linebackers, right? You got Bivens, you got Xavier Smith, yeah. you got Ram Stewart, you got Perry, uh, Barry. You've got all these guys that showed what they can do over the years, and and they're all veteran guys. Listen, the offensive line of App State played well, but the defensive line of East Carolina blew off the ball. They got upfield. They weren't always in the right lane. But they were working hard, and they were they were making those backs have to make cuts. They were making those backs hit the hole hard, and linebackers were non-existent. They they just weren't there. And when they were there, there was arm tackles. And so I saw so much of that arm tackle stuff all night long when the, when the D line was doing their best to try to get upfield and make a, make something happen. But once they got past that first line of scrimmage, there was nothing there. And so it was it was bad. It was it was it was unfortunate to see the lack of tackling. It was unfortunate to see the lack of people stepping up to help out guys in front of them. And, and, you know, Peoples at some point was not getting touched until he was four or five yards downfield. Yeah. And, yeah, he's a big, strong runner, but he wasn't having to break too many tackles because no one was hitting him at the, at the, at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that's, that's good insight from Kevin Monroe. Kevin, as a former DB, I know you don't like to see receivers wide open in the Pirates secondary either. That happened uh, uh, too much, too many times last night. And, and part of that, ECU sending the blitz. They weren't able to really ever get home. They had to 
uh one sack uh maybe two but uh for the most part could not get to bryce last night what about the the secondary issues is that more of the bryce having too much time to throw or did you see things in the secondary that needs to be cleaned up moving forward it's hard to say. It's hard to say whether they were in a lot of zone or a lot of man. Uh, it looked like Malik Fleming and, and uh, Jaquan McMillan were on an island a lot uh, without a much safety help, and, and part of that is because they wanted the safeties in on the run game. And, you know, for the most part, those guys were in the area when balls were caught on. It's just the balls were caught on, right? And, and, and more Fleming than, than McMillan. McMillan played a, a fairly solid game. Uh, without except for the penalty that he got, but outside of that, I mean, you know, the, the two touchdowns that Malik Fleming got caught on him, he was there. He just didn't make the play, and so there was some of that where guys were running open, but a lot less than it used to be in the past. You know, it used to be ball snap. There's two or three receivers running wide open, and it's and it's missed assignment. I don't see as many missed assignments anymore. I think they're being coached up. Now you just got to go make plays, and so either it's guys that can make the play, just didn't make them last night, or we got to find new guys. But I felt like they, they knew what they were supposed to be doing. They were on the right receivers, all except for one time. There was one time where there was a big, big mix-up, and Hennigan flew right up and down the field. Yeah. Luckily, Chase Price, Chase Price didn't see him. But for the most part, there was guys near a receiver just need to make plays. Kevin, I've said it. I, I'm disappointed with last night, obviously, but would not be shocked to see a much better performance and a, a pirate victory in South Carolina on Saturday. I kind of uh, equate it to... A few years ago, when uh, when ECU lost to North Carolina A and T, came back the following week and stomped North Carolina. Now this South Carolina might be better than that North Carolina team, but this is a a down Gamecocks team. So, and one thing I'm starting to hear more of today that I didn't hear last night, Kevin, is all right. Season isn't over yet. Yeah, the, the week one was ugly, but still a long ways to go here. So, on that note, what kind of improvements and how much improvement do you think we'll see uh, moving to next Saturday? Yeah, I mean, the, the tough thing for Pirate fans to swallow, me included, is that App State was really good. And, and they might be <laughs> one of the better teams that we play this year. It's yeah. not the best team that we play this year. I don't, I don't, you know, it depends on what I see from, from some of these other teams. I mean, Central Florida didn't look great last night. South Florida certainly didn't look very good. So there's, you know, there, there's going to be some teams that since he's good. There's going to be some teams down the line that are going to be good. But App State's right up there with them. And so I say all that to say you lose by 14. You know, App State did take the foot off the gas a little bit towards the end. Could have been a little bit worse. But it wasn't 40. It wasn't 50. So you play a very good team, and you're in the ball game. So that tells me that when you play teams that aren't as good, you should be able to win those games. And so I'm hoping, as you said, other Pirate fans have said, you know, you make your biggest jump from game one to game two, most coaches say. So I'm hoping we see a better team uh, a week from Saturday. They, you know, they start to make some adjustments. They start to, to advance and get better. And, and this team that you have can win, you know, games. They can win multiple games. They can get bowl eligible. So, yeah, you're right. The season's not over. You just hate the team that they lost to because you feel like you should be better than them and you're not. That is uh, the facts right now from Kevin Monroe joining us on the Fixed NC Live line. Kevin uh, probably won't reach out to you next week, so this will be the last time we talk before your Cowboys begin the season Thursday night against the Bucks. How are you feeling about that season opener? <laughs> Well, listen, there's there's lots of pressure on the Cowboys and, and the fact that nobody played in the preseason and they went 0-3 or 0-4 or whatever it was, and then you got to jump off with the Super Bowl champs. Uh, it doesn't make it easy. I, I will say that nobody nobody other than, than Tampa Bay fans thought Tampa Bay was going to the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year last year. True. They just found a way to play, play good defense and, and put some things together offensively. So they're not world beaters. They are the world champs. They're people. <laughs> so that's what happens. 
All right. Sounds like you're trying to talk yourself into the Cowboys. Maybe can win it. Yeah, same, same thing I was doing with App State. <laughs> Kevin, great to catch up with you, man. Appreciate uh, your time here on a Friday. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, man. No problem, Clip. Anytime. Thank you, man. There's Kevin Monroe joining us, and some great insight. And I, what really stood out to me is something that has not been brought up or that I did not think about. He was not too down there on the defensive line play. He was more down on the linebacker play, saying that, you know, once that running back gets through uh, and gets past that line of scrimmage, we got to have somebody to meet him there. And I saw Bruce do it a couple times, Xavier as well, but not enough uh, for Kevin Monroe. And I thought that was a pretty interesting take from him. All right, let's uh, take a break. We will come back. We'll have our big calls of the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. And at the end of that segment, we'll ask you to call again and be a winner. 317-1250. Free Beer Friday. We got a case of Red Oak. We got pizza. We got it all. And we'll be giving it away when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You've worked hard to start your business and are working even harder to make it successful. And that's why it's important to have a bank in your corner when you need them. As the business world throws you curveballs, Select Bank and Trust is here to be responsive to your needs. Select Bank's team of local bankers can make local decisions and cares about you, the customer. Get the business services that are right for your business today with Select Bank and Trust. Bank local, bank select. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you. This uh, generic music bed sounds like it could be a Huey Lewis in the News song. Yes. I get the that The one vibe. before it kind of had like a Knight Rider-ish <laughs> feel to it. So. They all remind me of something one way of or the course. other. All right. Uh, Shirley Rhodes was here late last night. The big dog, myself, Chandler Honeycutt, and uh, great job by Billy Weaver. I thought he did great. I don't always agree with some of Billy's wild takes, but he is a, a veteran in the industry, uh, knows how to interact with the callers. and Good energy. I like having a uh, – we have good chemistry together, but I like having a guy I can go back and forth with or a guy that can take an answer from a caller, and I think he is a fantastic addition to our U.S. Sailor fifth quarter calling show. It's hard to replace or, or, or equal – 30 years of knowing a fan base yeah, yeah. and the guy knows his stuff he, he well and he, he knows he knows here even though as he's good as us. a media guy he's a, an alum and a fan too he that's is what i one mean of them. that's what i mean he, he, he's he's literally one of us but for the first time he's always kind of he's always said go pirates and stuff like that now he's like actively rooting for the pirates during games now it's different yeah, yeah so it's totally different and he has a unique perspective that in the 30 years that he's been here and it's been part of the media, you know, he has access to the team and sees things from a different perspective that can provide a little insight to, uh, you know, regular fans that may not understand certain things about the football team. Well, I mean, 
When you're <laughs> when you're a part of the media, you and end I love, up in. I love Billy. There's a lot of fans out there that understand football more than Billy Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> Just listen to some of his takes. But no, it, it, no, you're right. Shirley. Billy's he been does. in a lot of rooms. Yeah. Over the years, you know, I mean, just in that's the short, what I was trying to get. Just at, in yeah. the short time I've been here, I've seen three football coaches and been in the room when the announcement was made for all of them to be fired. You know, and then been in the room for two hires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like literally in the boardroom over there on campus when it happened. So, you know, you see things and you kind of have a perspective behind the scenes that the average person may not just because of the access you have. I mean, you do that over 30 years. Billy has, he's seen some mess. You know, he's, he's been he's, there. His eyes have seen some things. Right. He's seen some things over the years. He's been, he's been in some rooms. He's been some places. He's seen things. We were taking your calls to around 1.40 a.m., something like that, 1.30 a.m. Uh, it'll be a little earlier next Saturday after ECU South Carolina. But we'll be here uh, after every game taking your calls, win or lose, on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. That's what we do. And let's recap some of that now with our big calls from last night's edition of the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. The big calls of the fifth quarter. Let's go to Cameron in Charlotte next. Hey, Cameron. Hey, what's up, Clip? All the way back right now after that defeat. Listen, I fully expected ECU to lose that game. Uh, I just didn't expect us to look so horrible offensively and defensively to start start the game after that touchdown by Keith Mitchell. I mean, offensive line couldn't block anybody. I mean, it was terrific. I thought the offensive line was supposed to be through. Uh, you can say what you want. Holden had a bad game, but you can say what you want. But he's took, taking a beat in his time at quarterback here at ECU because the offensive line cannot block. And if the offensive line plays like they did tonight, the rest of the season, we're, we're going to win four games again. Josh is up next in Raleigh. Hey, Josh. Hey, how y'all doing? Um, so I'd like to start out by wishing Jeff Comper a, a lifetime of paper cuts on a daily basis because the, the decisions that were made set us on this train wreck of a, a football program and basketball program that we've, we've been able to enjoy over the last you know decade. And honestly, I... Not a question, but I'm just tired, man. I've, I've invested a significant amount of emotional capital over the last 20 years of my life in, in ECU football and ECU and basketball. And the only shining you know, beacon is, is ECU baseball. And the, the question is, where do we go from here? Because clearly it's not working. So we're on the precipice of, of being left out in the cold yet again if the big big 12 does merge with the the top teams in, in conference or in the american athletic conference so the hope and the, the hope that's there with the baseball team isn't there with the rest of the athletic program so so where do we go from there bryce in la is up bryce good to hear from you again what's up buddy hey hey guys doing all right billy welcome to the uh, psycho circus <laughs> thank you sir I wasn't in earlier, earlier, but has Captain Bill called in yet? Had, hadn't heard from Captain. Oh boy, Captain, if you listen, come on, man, tee one up for good old Billy. He probably calls <laughs> uh, the Oklahoma post game show and tells him to fire Lincoln Riley like he did when he was here. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, man. Well, you know, uh, there's a lot. You know, I, I made my pledge on on Twitter about not uh, saying certain things, and we're not going to bring that up. Uh, but, um, you know, it, it, look, I, I'm not sure if, if this got brought up uh, or not, but let's remember that 
The backup quarterback for App State is at one point one of the top ten of the country and has a national title ring on his hand from Clemson that he helped that he helped do because uh, he, he did fill in and, and play some, uh, some starts. Um, and that we are currently, for the first time in three years, playing with a roster that is actually finally has full scholarships. We've been empty. You know, and Mike, Mike Houston is now, don't just, don't just talk about what Tools Holton is not, not getting or taking advantage of, but what Coach Houston's doing. I mean, it's been, it's been duct tape, you know, up until now. We go to Johnny in Charlotte. Hey, Johnny. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> there man. He is. Come on, guys. What's up, Johnny? Cliff, I was on the 50-yard line, row one. I'm not impressed with anything Mike Houston got going on at G Vegas right now. Not impressed at all. They handled us like nobody's business, and they used to be in the SOCON. Yeah. It, it, ain't it sexy how the Myrtle Beach Universities of the world are ranked 22 in the country, and the half states are whipping our ass in Charlotte, and they got a good fan base like we do, and they got videos. I mean, I watched Brian Bailey this week on Pirate Radio talk about how good the video's going to be, and it was sexy, but their video was just as good as not better. Uh, they're showing us, uh, it used to be that team that won back-to-back championships in the Conference USA, but y'all ain't done nothing. And the thing that was sexy is y'all ran a sound valley with Coach Houston this week talking about, you know, but I finally got my guys. I finally got some guys that look like they're AAC caliber guys. They look like players because when I got here, you know, ECU didn't have that. And so, okay, it's your third year, and that's what you come out with. We're in trouble, big time. Let's go to Luke in Boston next. Hey, Luke. I think we did lack some discipline overall from a coaching perspective. Um, just watching all the Mike Houston show and the NIL contacts with the players, I, I expected a lot more out of the team overall. And I feel like we just didn't perform on the perspective that the team portrayed that they were going to play. I just expected a lot more going out against App State than what we performed on the field today. Let's go to Blake in Charlotte. Hey, Blake. Hey, guys. Um, so, obviously, not not a very good night. But it's interesting to hear the other callers because um, it's a complete shift from what we heard at the end of the SMU game at the end of last season. And... There was so much positivity. I mean, it seemed like we were really turning around. And now I'm hearing everyone is, is the complete opposite, right? So I'm I'm not giving up yet. I still think that, that we can make some moves. Um, it could just be some rust. Let's go to David in Oriental next. Hey, David. Hey, guys. I'm repairing some sheetrock. How are you doing tonight? Oh, we're doing all right. How are you? I'm doing great. In a nutshell, two uh, two comments. One is referencing the gentleman that called earlier about non-qualifier. In addition to that point, because I agree with him 100%, keep in mind, JMU, ODU, Liberty, Coastal, App, and Charlotte now retreat, whereas in the Logan years, we didn't have to worry about them. They're picking off one or two here or there. That's part of what this change that's rough is, is going on. Last comment I'll make, everybody that's talking about Holt, uh, you don't have a running game, 
it doesn't matter if we had Tom Brady back there. And my point being, the last two quarterbacks that I heard the same things about both started in the NFL. And we were booing them out of the stadium, and we were trashing those guys on Facebook. You have to have a run game. Anyway, we're going to be okay. There were four or five momentum plays tonight that could have completely changed the game. And we didn't get any of those momentum calls. That is everything in sports. So I don't think it's quite time to burn the house down. I think we're going to be okay. I did see some things, but I'm, yes, I, I have sheetrock holes in my wall. It was a bad night, but I don't think it's the end of end of it all. Oh, okay. So now I just I just got it. When you said you calling repairing sheetrock, I, I thought you were being general. You're talking about punching holes in the wall, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, I, we're I, just. I, I, I totally like, missed that. I thought you were like working on a project or something. You're doing beach. a job at the beach or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I get it now. That's great. <laughs> I, had, I had a meltdown, and I wanted to blame everybody. Wants to immediately, you know, go to you know, it's the end of the world because it's been what seven years of this misery. It sucks. Let's go to Owen in Tampa. Hello, Owen. What's up, Cliff? How are you, buddy? Great to hear your voice, man. Doing good. Hope you are. Hey, Weaver. Yes, sir. Is Mike Houston paying you by the excuse or are you getting flat rate the whole <laughs> Hey, I like Mike. And look, let me tell you what. I think he should be much better in year three. But like I said, this is year three, game number one. Now, does he deserve some flack? Absolutely. Because the buck stops, the buck stops with the head coach. That's in any good head coach will tell you that the buck stops with me. I take the responsibility. I get paid for the wins and losses. Right now, he's not getting it done. So every bit of criticism that he gets right now from the fans, I'm just not ready to give up on him. I still think he's a good coach, and I'm going to give him give him the benefit of the doubt at least through year number three. Well, it don't matter if you don't want to give up on him because our asses is broke. We ain't got no choice. <laughs> That's true, too. Nobody at ECU wants to pay another coach, period. And it doesn't matter what sport it's in. Basketball, football. Luckily, we haven't had to pay too many baseball coaches, so that's the good thing. That's the only thing we got. That's true. Well, listen, I, I Pace made a, a, a good uh, a good uh, comment earlier, and anybody hates to give credit to Scotty Montgomery, and I'm, you know, Clint knows how I feel about Scotty Montgomery, but he technically does have better wins than Mike Houston. And to answer Pace's question, no, we will not hold Mike Houston to the same standard that we're going to help that we held Scotty Montgomery to, because Scotty Montgomery is the guy that came after Ruff and was hired by Comfort. So that's a whole different ball game. All right, Owen in Tampa, and plenty others there from last night's edition. And this morning's edition of the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show left off uh, some of Owen's comments um, that are okay to air like at 1 a.m., but maybe not 5 in the afternoon. I don't. I think they're uh, – like there's the, the deal with the FCC. You can say things after 10 p.m. on TV. <laughs> yeah, I guess I so, think we yeah. got a similar deal with radio. Uh, Robert says, I'm sorry, guy, was the best call. I think that was the guy that um, – I didn't try to run him off, but he had like made his point, and I was like, "All right, thanks for tuning in." And then he added something else, and I was like, "All right, appreciate you tuned in and calling in." And I think I said it maybe for a third time, and finally he was just like, "Sorry." It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, "Oh, it's all right. You don't need to apologize. I just uh, I thought you were done with your point, is all." Uh, but uh, man, we we appreciate you guys tuning in, interacting with us, uh, and being a, a part of our game day here on Pirate Radio. All right, we just had the big calls. Now we're, we're going to have another call. Let's go to Adam in Durham, who was on live with us. Hey, Adam. 
Hey, guys. Hope y'all are doing well on Friday. Thanks, man. Yeah, you too. So, I, I get it. We want to blame the coach, but at what point does it turn into, you know, the kid in school that thinks all the teachers are picking on him? You know, because at first, Ruffin wasn't good enough, Mo wasn't good enough, and now this guy who's, who's been a proven winner everywhere else, you know, at what point do we turn within and say, maybe it's something else? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I like Houston. I hope, I hope we can keep him. And I hope we can get this uh, get this straightened out. Yeah, I, I hear you, Adam. Any, I mean, any idea what that something else would be? Like, what? Well, well, look, I, I was watching the game last night, and our offensive line, our defensive line, looked like they were like twenty to thirty pounds lighter than App State's guys on either side. I mean, it just didn't look good. I mean, I, I guess, but at the end of the I, day, I blame I blame that on I blame that on uh, not having an athlete specific, you know, dining hall. Uh, I don't know if it's something to do with strength and conditioning or what. Right. Our guys just didn't look like their guys, and that's not going to cut it. I think that's an underrated point that, you know, there's three that, there's multiple things that need to be done over on campus, but, you know, we talk about the indoor practice facility, but another thing that needs to be done is that there needs to be a nutrition hall where these athletes can get the food they need, and then an, also an expanded weight facility, which we have heard is coming. Um, so, I mean, there's, those guys, have, those guys have got to have their own space. Those guys have got to sure. have their own weight room. They've got to have their own dining hall they, they, and they've got to have their own space to, to work. Yeah. That's my, and for people out there that say, why, why do they need all this stuff? We didn't have this stuff when we were winning in 91. Well, every other team didn't have it either. They, they have it now, right. but they, now we're the only team in the state <laughs> without an indoor practice facility. So you got to keep up with your peers, uh, that are doing these things on your level. If you want to keep up with them on the field. So app state has those things and yeah. they beat us. That's right. All right, Adam. Thanks, man. All right, have a good weekend. You too. There's Adam in Durham. If you want to call in, you can do so, 317-1250. Uh, but I tell you what, don't call yet because right now we got to open up the Pirate Radio booty bag, and then you can call and win a great prize. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, we got a good one for you today. We got a case of red oak amber lager. I have not had a drink in seven plus weeks, but when I did, I really enjoyed Red Oak. Uh, Red Oak can be yours, and we'll, you know what? We'll throw in some pizza as well from Domino's. Get the door, it's Domino's, your pirate pizza delivery experts. How about a Red Oak and Domino's giveaway for caller number 12? Caller 12, 317 We're back with more Pirate Radio Live after this. This is assistant football coach Drew Dudzik, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. And congratulations to Steve Hill. He just won. He just won last month. That's bogus. 
and he it won again bogus, today. But so, but he, he played, he's just lucky. He played, he played real. Rules. Yeah, he, he didn't. There was no no rigging. Going he decided on. to go into the month, beginning of the month. That's right. Now he, I mean, he's got now a, he's stocked up. Really, he, he snake drafted. Exactly. He had a pick at the end of the round and the beginning of round two. Agreed. Now he's he's kind of stuck for the rest of September, but he's good for like opening day NFL next week with all this red oak. Well, he's good for like a few Sundays. Yeah. Well, not just the red oak. He won two pizzas. Two pizzas, but he also won uh, free beer Friday, like a week or two ago. Last I think. week. Yeah, it was last week, and then he won the white claw stuff from the trivia <laughs> we're so, turning this man into a straight up alky yeah pretty much yeah sorry steve but he's got enough to last him a while i mean what i would do in this case is probably just throw a football party of some sort i agree yeah that would be yeah if you want to be an a-hole about it you could charge five dollars a head if you want to you know be a gentleman you could just say hey i got free beer guys come on over that's his you call. could that's his call all right, so, well, congratulations to Steve Hill. Got a uh, great prize pack today. All those callers, the phone line's ringing off the hook, and Steve was able to get in and win again uh, on Free Beer Friday. Good response on a Friday afternoon. Well, it's, it's football season. But yeah. I, I mean, we had uh, we had great numbers yesterday. I Usually, I follow the Facebook live feed, which is super active on uh, game days, and I don't go over to YouTube that much. We had a ton of chatter and viewers in the uh, YouTube chat, Glenn. Yeah, that was new this time. Yeah, and uh, that was great to see as well. So, And I think a lot of people probably had it pulled up on their televisions. I mean, we're not putting up Mr. Beast views or anything, but we're doing all right. We didn't hit the uh, 15 million. Or <laughs> yeah, we're doing all right, though. Um, but to uh, with technology now, and I watch a lot of YouTube. I watch... Uh, pick central um from barstool and uh what i mean i watch a lot of things now on youtube on my television via my roku sure and we got a lot of pirate fans that now have that and uh pull us up on game day and look you can still go the traditional route listen to us on radio uh we got online uh but uh we now have the ability it's to go interact video yeah yeah not it's not just the video it's it's the comment section it's the interaction with the other listeners and uh with us yeah so. i even got a text message concerning the awkward camera shot when i forgot that i'm on camera and i stuffed my mouth full of food and i actually had a friend of mine who was watching at home on a 4k television and actually sent a screenshot and said oh i've got you in 4k chipmunk cheats and all so. that reminds me of last season when i was putting uh some texas pete on parker's oh, yeah, chicken during during the pregame or postgame like, just going to town <laughs> big dog with this pete over there it was like you can't have enough hot sauce you mentioned uh speaking of food you mentioned tiebreakers coming back in i was the uh i was the talk of the studio last night with my postgame choice because i got a cheesesteak but i got it in a wrap rather than the bread the bun so it was right. like a philly cheese burrito of sorts and it still has all the taste and it's a little bit lighter it's actually easier to get through because you don't have to worry about the big bread right so it is and it a, doesn't get really soggy like yeah. the bread does that's a pro times. move hmm. it's a pro, okay. move pro right tip there. pro yeah. tip i got a grilled chicken caesar salad and uh glenn i just thought about quite something. good 
Y'all didn't ask me what I wanted last night. <laughs> That's one thing. I mean, I was in there on the couch, but it's whatever. I just realized. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it's fine. I was I was fine. I had we had I had a lot of food from. We earlier. had plenty of food. Yeah, it was not. If there had been no food here, I would have spoken up. <laughs> oh, I know you would have. I just kind of watched it and waited to see if I was asked. Because <laughs> I'm completely psychotic like that. I, oh, I, just, I just waited. I waited. It was a test. Holy! In crap. my defense, I was not here. No, I surely was not here. I put myself in charge of getting the orders, and Shirley left hers. Myself, Billy uh chandler billy's fiance we're in yep. here i was just i was laying on the troy's couch watching the tv glenn was in his watching own, the game. own world and i it's, i'm not really in my own world i can look i i'm right across from the studio so i see what you're doing you were a good 15 to 20 feet away glenn that might as well be its own world <laughs> i you were out of you were out of my sight line out of sight out of mind uh man what a fumble are you? I mean that. I'm not. I'm not sore about it because I was full. I had eaten so much of the other food. If I was you, I'd be holding a major grudge right now. And I, I don't. Think you probably are. No, I don't. I, I no grudge whatsoever because I right. was full of other foods. All right. So next week, if I was hungry, I would have spoken up. Okay. Man, I, I apologize about that. <laughs> I, I just kind of waited to see if it happened. It didn't happen. No, I was waiting to see you not do it. Like. And then yeah, I heard you on the phone ordering, and it was hilarious <laughs> to me. It was so funny. I can tell you what Glenn's thinking. That fool is yeah. ordering food, and didn't even bother to ask it was me so if funny I want anything. Wow. It was funny because I knew it was going to lead to a moment like this. <laughs> it literally popped in my head as I was talking about my great cheesesteak that I had. So next, what's your uh, plan for next week? Are you going to the game? Yeah, I'll be there next week. All right, so, so we need to make sure you have food. Well, I'm gonna text you and get your order because are you coming? To I will studio? come. I will come back afterwards right. to post video. All right, so I will. I will make. I will. Ta- sure. I'll text you the order clip. I'll do. I. I will be no, proactive. I'll you're be. Pro- a, you're a bit of a diva. You're gonna be like. <laughs> you gotta. You gotta come to me. I'm not gonna come to you. So that you way, already messed up. You got to. You got to earn. Yeah. You know. You're not gonna text me. You have order. to earn it now. You're gonna wait for me to do it to see if I screw up again. I mean, I know what I want. I just want. I want some. Tell some, me right now. I want some tenders and some fried pickles. All right. Oh yeah, fried pickles. Yeah. What kind of tenders? Plain. I like them with a little mild buffalo sauce on. So tossed buffalo tenders. Yeah. And fries. And uh, no, no uh, fried pickles and some ranch. Put some ranch on it. Got to yep. put some ranch on it. All right, I'll try to remember that for next week. I wanted to take a think of. Oops, sorry, that? <laughs> sorry. That was Giannis. That was uh, the Greek freak taking a tinkle. Uh, sorry, I hit the wrong button. All right, uh, let's take a time out, boy. I, I'm glad we got we went over that on the air, and everybody's cool <laughs> it's with bu- it. No, I thought it was hilarious. A major. I thought it was funny. Major post game malfunction there, and I'm taking the uh, heat on that. If one. I didn't think it was funny, I would not have reacted in such a way. Okay. I, so, like I saw it happening and I just was going to ride with it. I was like, yeah, this will be funny. I'll be able to bring this up later. <laughs> were you waiting to do it now or were you going to just wait till the staff meeting? I, I just had one in the, the I just had one in the in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> like whenever. <laughs> just had one locked and loaded. Glenn on the grassy knoll waiting to use that one. He'll take you out. Man. Yeah, that's uh like you didn't walk in while we were eating. Like I would have realized it then. I just now realized. No, it. I stayed. I, I at that point, I was I was in I was in another world. All right, 
look out for your people uh out there <laughs> folks i failed to do that last night that one's on me all right let's uh take our final time out we'll come back wrap it up on a friday after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a look at your stock market for the day. The Dow was down 74 points at 35,369. NASDAQ was up 48 at 15,650. And the S&P only dropped a point and closed at 4535 That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Stock Market Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Broad. All right, one uh, good thing. We're not hearing the word COVID a lot when it comes to these college football games, knock on wood. We are hearing, hearing it a lot now high school to say football. the same thing. Yep. You know what, you guys? We, well, we, we ruined your segment. You I'm let, sorry. We I'm let sorry. the host do his thing, set it up. <laughs> Will you order me a sandwich? <laughs> you said it. You can't. You, that's it. He you, was waiting for it. You used the bullet. You, hey, you left the door open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was going to get to that. Uh, we're hearing it a ton in high school football, which affects our programming here on Pirate Radio to the point where we have no high school huddle tonight and we have no uh, D.H. Conley football tonight. Morgan Aylers was all set to go with the high school huddle, but when there's uh, so many cancellations and postponements around here, there's not a ton to talk about. So Yeah, you literally don't have anything to talk about. So Because uh, I know he had um, Ron Cook uh, from Farmville Central lined wow, up. Wow, you said that like a true farm village. Uh, it Ron took me a- Cook. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apparently Farmville Central has some, some COVID issues, I believe. But uh, it was either that or Cleveland. But that game's well, been canceled. Well, Cleveland was going to play Conley. Cle- I- did Farmville Central play Cleveland last week? Who did they play last Jay week? J.H. Rose played Cleveland last week. Oh, I missed something. Anyway, yeah, so, but you're right. Cleveland and D.H. Connolly, that game yeah. has been canceled, but Farmville Central's game has been canceled, and I think they were um, – but anyway, uh, so you've got uh, – as a matter of fact, when I was checking the schedule last night to make sure that nothing had changed before Morgan came in, before we left uh, uh, the fifth quarter last night, I actually went down and looked, and there was a whole slew of games that just had COVID-19 written right beside it. So, yeah. uh, unfortunately, it's uh, – and I think the rule is if one person tests positive, the whole team's out. With all so, of these people looking for games, you got to think Bishop Sycamore's yeah. fortunes are looking up. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. They, they might play four games this week. They could come to an eastern North Carolina town near year. Bishop Sycamore. I wonder if we'll ever that see. That is unbelievable. Did you, Did you see that there was a, a Bishop Sycamore University type deal that happened yesterday on uh, ESPN? No. no. There was a team that they had no logo. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then like that we people started digging into it and found out that like they had tried to play a D3 team. Uh they 
were essentially a non-real university. Like they, it was a non, it was a Bishop Sycamore situation. Yeah, it was Bishop Sycamore U. Hey, look, That's so, just crazy. That talk. whole situation. I mean, how in the world? I heard the coach got fired, and my question to that is, who fired the coach? Because I thought he was like the team owner and GM Wait, and everything else. Somebody pretended to be an AD <laughs> and fired their pretend coach. <laughs> You know what? I'm the president of the school. That's I what, just named that, myself. I think that is what happened. I think it's Lord of the Flies over there. <laughs> and people are just claiming positions. Somebody grabbed a conch shell and said, you're fired. <laughs> and that's how it went down, I guess. All right. Uh, great weekend. Um, we are on tap with uh, sports, college football, everything else. Big wrestling weekend, right, Glenn? Charles Montgomery Punk comes back Sunday night. Oh, so excited. That's that's not what the CM stands for, is it? It supposedly stands for chick magnet. Is that right? <laughs> that's I what thought, I mean. Punk has said that jokingly for years, and it's become to the point that that's what it stands for. I thought it was, and maybe this was just fans doing a Chicago made. Is, um, could that be a that, possibility? That is, he has said that before, but so the, he just changes it. The, but the, it. it's like the Joker's origin. It changes depending on the story. But the the OG story um, is he just did it as chick magnet punk just to be funny, like just to be kind of a, a tool bag. <laughs> for lack uh, of a he better was term. successful in that. Yeah, he is a tool, but I love I love the guy. I'm very I'm gonna actually buy that pay per view Sunday night. I'm gonna spend How much is actual that? monies. Like 50, 60 bucks. I think it's like fifty or so. I yeah. mean I just I'm into it. I wanna see how you what they do with punk. Um I'm into AEW in general, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Um, we should, uh, pretty excited. We should do a live pay per view watch along with Jeff Charles. <laughs> I would love it. Quake on the lake, baby. I <laughs> <laughs> all right, Shirley Rhodes, Glenn Griffin, I am Clip Brock. Thanks uh, to all you folks for tuning in. We'll be back with you Monday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new live edition of Pirate Radio Live. Enjoy your college football weekend, folks. We'll see you Monday. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.